think I'm turning my goldfish into piranha. How do you propose to do that? <laughs> well, I'm proposing. It's happening. <laughs> well, you know, we got the ponds in the backyard. And oh, that's right. The outdoor goldfish. Outdoor goldfish, not indoor. Okay. Although, theoretically, dark side, this may be possible. I used to have piranha, you know. I'm sure you did. I'm yeah, sure you yeah. did. I used to have piranha. <laughs> I've no <laughs> doubt. But that's, that's another story. Um, well, you know, you, you feed the fish in the pond, you know, you throw them a little stale bread every now and then. And have you ever fed, like, bread to fish or whatever? They, they come up and they mm-hmm. nibble at it. It's kind of kind of cute. You know, if there's a lot of them, you see a little hustle and bustle in there. So then, I don't know what, I guess one day I, I, I sort of upped the ante by throwing some pizza in there. <laughs> Just throw all your, your garbage in the pond. Well, edible. And um, they really like pizza. Who I doesn't? Mean, they start getting crazy. Like, and now I throw chunks of meat in there and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and they go ballistic. I mean, they start coming out of the water, leaping, snapping at it. So I guess I'm slowly just converting them to, to, to meat eaters as opposed to algae eaters or whatever they are originally. Wow, so, the only carnivorous goldfish in the neighborhood. Yeah, so uh, you definitely don't want to like accidentally fall in the pond near my house if you're sneaking around. <laughs> Because you could be devoured. Killed by goldfish. Tough Killed way to go. Killed by goldfish. That's very, a horrible way to Very, go. very slow death. Not only is it horrible, it's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Killed by piranha. Cool. Eaten alive by goldfish. Not cool. Mm-hmm. See? See how that works, Nick? I see that, yeah. So if you're gonna get so if you're snooping around my place, uh, do yourself a favor. Don't slip in the pond. <laughs> you're not a strong swimmer. I'm not so sure that you could outrun them, the goldfish. No, I don't think I could outswim them. The goldfish. Swim, Nikki, swim. They creep me out in the first place. All I got to do is look at those things. I do not like the goldfish. They creep you out. Totally creep me out. All of them are just the ones with those big eyes on the sides and of the The ones head. with the big eyes really creep me out. The yeah, they're kind of creepy. Ones. Weird looking fish. I don't like How do you them. feel about flounders? I like flounders. It's good fish. Aren't those the ones with the flat one? Yeah, they hide down on the bottom. Mm. And they have the two eyes on the side of the head. Yeah, you kind of just like them when they're filleted on your plate. Yeah, <laughs> prepared properly. Yeah. <laughs> I like them. Very good. <laughs> See, that, that one was, was funny about... Uh, about uh, Kent Dorfman's Delta Chi name mm. being Flounder. Mm-hmm. It was the two eyes on the one side and <laughs> yeah. really close now together. Your name is Flounder. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had that kind of you know look about him, that flounderish look. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, just uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned now about the pond, the goldfish in the pond because they said they become so aggressive. Soon they'll be crawling onto land to get something <laughs> yeah. from the barbecue. <laughs> Primitive legs are being formed where fins once were. I've got mutations in my pond instead of like normal goldfish like everybody else. Good morning everybody. How are you? Good. Glad to hear it. Are you waking up? Please do. It's time. You know, we must start the day. And what better way to start than with D-Snyder Radio? A lot going on for me uh, today. Of course, there's nothing to do with the show, but I'll talk about that later. But today uh, is hypothetically day. That's always fun. We do have to apologize, though. This is the beauty of the corporate empire. Is that no longer, you know, when you, 
You have a problem with a mechanism in a radio station back in the day. One radio station suffered. But now, through massive mergers and corporate intrigue, when one radio station has a problem, 1,900 others go down. <laughs> so we've got no email today. So any of your questions and things that came in, I've been lost temporarily. But not to worry, we have plenty of other things to work with, so uh, do stick around. Best choice, obviously. No, it's Sean. Sean's choice, Kiss and Ass. Peace out of radio, it's Radio 104. Good tune, though. Santa Radio is Radio 104. That was the video, right? With the, the Red Rock mm-hmm. from Red Rocks. Yep. That's a cool video. With the, with the big flag. Yeah. Right? They've got a really cool good video. stage show, D. I think you'd yeah, like it. Yeah, they do? Yeah. Nick, I, he was marching. It didn't look bad when he was marching. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't working for you at the Brickyard on Friday? <laughs> no, it's a little different situation oh, there. And let's be honest, there's a big difference between Bono and Nick. <laughs> and Nico. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, plus he had that big flag, you had the drink, and it was yeah. a lot of a different kind of vibe going on. Oh, sure. I mean, that guy was performing in front of thousands. I mean, I was performing for like, you know, three or four people who were standing in front of me <laughs> in the brickyard. <laughs> Yeah, you could have said you were doing like a tribute to Bono. <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird moment for me because I rarely do I put myself in situations where I'm completely uncomfortable, but... Um, <laughs> that's a bad statement. Just, yeah. Can we just really? let it sit there for a couple of minutes? Because <laughs> I'm uncomfortable in most of the situations <laughs> you're in. But that was, that was a tough one because, I, you know, you just feel stupid. Like, what am I doing? And I looked down at my legs and apparently I was marching like a little drummer boy there in front of a couple chicks. Dude. Wasn't a good I think your problem with dancing is the same problem I have with drawing. I'm not a very good drawer because I I can't get it to go from my head to my hand to the paper. You can't get the dance moves to go from your head to your feet. Oh, they're awful, D. They are awful. I mean, I just look foolish. (laughs) And there's no way around it. Like, I figure a packed dance floor, you don't have to, like, swing around that much or move around that much, but Uh people know. Get a moron. <laughs> oh yeah, Dark said I'm sure you <laughs> yeah, cut a really rug. I'm smart <laughs> enough not to try. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you like Herman Munster pounding back and forth. <laughs> well, you gotta put yourself douche, in the douche, douche. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta put yourself in the game, D. You know what I mean? Like at least you I try. A few embarrassing moments. I'm maybe not laughing at you. Me. I'm not laughing at anybody. I'm laughing at you know your description of your own dancing and your own <laughs> your own panic moment when you realize you were marching in place on the dance floor. Marched away. Marched right out of the building to his car and marched home. I may have to go to the brickyard one of these nights just to see you dance. Yeah, it's rough. No, you don't, Beth. Have you seen it, Sean? Yeah, I was there two weeks ago with him and Chaz and he, have you ever seen The Jerk? Where he's trying to get rhythm and he's got no rhythm? That's Nick. Nick has absolutely no rhythm whatsoever none zero yeah he's trying to count beats and he's just like it was just like steve martin and the jerk it was pathetic yeah that was some good dance moves i'm well, pretty you know what? what 
What? I said I'm pretty white. But, I mean, if it's going to get me laid, I'll take a few foolish (laughs) moments to have some sex with some chicks. Well, what do you think that's going to give them a good indication of what things are going to be like later? You can barely function out there. No. You know what? You just got to wait for the right song. When this one comes on, (laughs) hit the dance floor. (laughs) Yeah, they don't spin that too much at the break. No? Can you request it? Yes, I'd like some German marching music, please. <laughs> DJ's got a lot of music there, but I don't think they're they playing my song. <laughs> they do do requests, you know, but I don't know. Using the drink one. like a baton. So no, it's not. It's not that. It's like I make my d- way to the dance floor about quarter after one because I realize at that point the dance floor is packed, people are drunk, and I got about half hour to work it. And if I could get the job done in that half hour I'm, I'm you know going home with a lady or <laughs> going to her car and following her home you know if all else fails yeah trailer yeah you just gotta put yourself in that situation D you know What's what I mean that? yeah <laughs> going back you gotta be able to groove to this one no I can't do that <laughs> how can you keep your feet still just um, dance march but lean back yeah <laughs> I feel the new shirt yeah. And do some kind like of thing marching. where you th- give thumbs up to people. <laughs> no. <laughs> this isn't science. Do the hitchhiker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hitchhiker. No, I feel a little foot slide in this thing. I would go back and forth, you know. Lateral movement for this one. You know, but. <laughs> yeah, it's all, call plays before you get out there. <laughs> yeah. You'll you dance like plays. You dance like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Except he had more rhythm. <laughs> yeah. funny. He was very popular. Well, if you had hey, two guys carrying you around, I'm sure you'd do just as well as Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Couple more drinks, he'll have two guys carrying all around. Uh, was it Satchel Page? Is that a baseball player? Yes. Baseball yeah, player? pitcher. He's the one who, part of his big quote that he once said was to dance like nobody's watching. Dude, just dance, man. <laughs> Screw no, everybody. I can't do that. I get I know up. it's tough. I can't either. Like I can't either. Free. But but that's a really good statement. You know, I mean really bottom line should be who cares? Yeah. I mean, I F them. Who are these people? F them. Can they think you're any more foolish than drinking your own pee and putting a bottle in your ass? I mean, put things in perspective here, son. Yeah, when you put it that way, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, the dancing is just tough. I mean, not that a lot of other guys are that good at it, but I don't know where they learn this stuff, these moves, if they practice them or whatever. But I'm like, damn, these people are pretty good. It's just inside of you. I guess so. Was Pike a good dancer? Pike didn't dance, no. Pike would always hang out. He's kind of... I learned a little bit from Pike. He would peer from the DJ booth, and he actually would run the lights and stuff, and he oh. would put the spotlight on different girls that he was going to check out and stuff. But he wasn't much of a dancer. <laughs> oh, but so I, did, was... I did learn how to work the light machine from Pike. Oh, you so, did? Yeah. Yeah, good old Pike. Mm. He's out there in Chicago working the light machine now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. He was actually in town, though, you said, right? Yeah, he was in town a couple weeks ago. He still has, you know, some friends out here in the area and stuff. Special guest light machine worker. <laughs> yeah, See, some clubs have DJs that come in and spin. Mm. He works the light machines at the clubs. <laughs> yeah. He goes around. Pike on the lights. Yeah. <laughs> Check you out. <laughs> All right. What are we going to do here? <clears throat> 
recap. Mm, good. Uh, from yesterday's program with a recap title that's unreadable. <laughs> Why is that unreadable? Um, I don't Because it could be offensive. Yeah. The second word's offensive. They've heard it 10 million times. You're, you're, you're assuming, you're making an assumption. And I think you're specifically referring to someone, which is wrong. And, yeah, which is wrong. And, and you know, they, again, you, they might, they might, that might be hurt, might be hurtful. They're a peep. They're a listener. Yeah, but she was listening around eight thirty. Maybe she's not up yet. <laughs> well, we'll say. Well, uh, this is out of the dog and a pussy cat. Let's leave it there. Uh, <coughs> and uh, and we'll do the recap when we come back. All right. So don't go anywhere. Plenty to do, and don't fear. Because, you know, we have the email, and you guys wrote all these, you always send us tons of emails every day. I got piles that I haven't gotten to yet from days. So you may hear your email from a week ago popping up today because I haven't had a chance to get to it. Because, like I said, it's such a deluge every day. Okay. Uh, new title just in on the recap. It's uh, My Dad Ate My Homework. Doesn't mean <laughs> what that means but uh anyway we'll take a break <laughs> oh i know what it means <laughs> dark side are you referencing that was dark side side you referencing nick's dad uh sure <laughs> How about my dad accidentally inhaled my homework hey did i bring you in on this one <laughs> yeah well nick's back nice. at you as my dad my, my dad blew my nose with his home with my homework <laughs> blew his nose with my homework sorry here we go <laughs> yeah hmm. i can't wait okay. to see your dad. You, you've been to you've been going at it when we're not around this no we've going? been pretty good the past couple of days you know but yeah, after the show, it kind of wanes off a little bit of his father. I mean, the guy's halfway delusional. He's in Vietnam and everything. He doesn't even know. What's Come on, going on it's anyway. one thing to say stuff about his nose, but now you're calling into question his service for this country. Well, you're casting aspersions upon his person. No, I, uh, I, I'm proud of Vietnam vets and everything. It's just. Agent Orange out there and stuff, and the size of his nose and inhaling. He just like down his mic, and now he's just babbling. He's off. He's off. Okay, his mouth good. is still moving, but luckily no one can hear him. Uh, we're taking a break. Coming back. Recap from yesterday's program is next. Plenty to do and hear on D Snyder Radio. So stick around for more D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Can I just say that you rule the earth? But you can call me D. D. Snyder Radio. One. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're off to a good start. On Radio 104. We're back. Many things to give away. Love giving things to the peeps, Beth. Yeah. Because who are more deserving than the peeps? Things like 104 Fest tickets. The show is less than a week away. It's finally been uh, worked out. We're going to do two signings that day at the Strawberries Tent. So that we can uh, be more accessible to our fans. And uh, what else do we got? Oh, we got Rockcats Eastern League playoff tickets. The Rockcats are in the playoffs. That's great. 
Twisted Sister tribute record, Twisted Forever. Got that to give away, copy of that, autographed. So, good things, good things. And today, every 15 minutes, today through Thursday, check this out, Beth. After our show. Because, quite honestly, every 15-minute giveaway will be a real pain in the ass. Sorry, peeps. Um, but I, I just really can't have the show just, like, grind to a halt to give away tickets. I mean, we'll give away a pair a little later on. But after the show today, during Wilco, Chaz, and Carlito's show, every 15 minutes, they're giving away a pair of tickets to 104 Fest. Wow. Yep. yep. A lot yep, of yep, tickets. Yep, yep, yep. The old call number 10 at 666-4444 will win the tickets to the Labor Day show featuring Blink-182. I call him 182. Blink-182. All right, that's going on starting after our show today, and we'll have a pair of tickets to give away. We were always giving away stuff, so that's cool. All right, well, I guess it's time. You know, actually, I can wait a minute because I just have to, um, got this meeting with VH1 today. Another one? This <clears> one's <throat> regarding what? Yeah, I just, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. I don't want to sound like, I'm certainly not, uh, ungrateful that things are going really good, but, but, um, it's just kind of strange because I'm like really just like chilling. I'm cold chilling with the morning show and stuff. I'm really like happy with this <laughs> and I keep getting these other offers coming along. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not an idiot. You got to... You know, if, if someone like VH1 wants to talk to you about doing a sitcom, you got to at least talk to them about it. See what they got in mind, and that's what the meeting is today. So me and David Katz have another, another meeting with VH1. It's been ongoing for a little bit. Well, you know, this was going on a little while ago, and the person who pursued us, the head of VH1's programming who was pursuing me for the sitcom, she got fired. Oh, and you know, not because of you, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not, because the new head of programming, who's you know looking at the things that were being worked on, has decided, oh, he really likes this too. Well, that's a relief. I'm glad you didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Thank God. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay, and uh, so he's like, no, if we want to continue with this, we're we're interested. So. I got to go to Manhattan today to take a, have a meeting with these people. Man, where was the mm. love in the early to mid '90s, huh? You could have used like one of these projects back <laughs> yeah, I <know>. then. <laughs> I know. And then, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not <clears throat> because I don't believe management. Never, never, <laughs> never believe what you're being told until you get a confirmation. If the people who are telling you have an agenda that could benefit from the statement that they're making. Is that too vague? No, I Dark side, you get that? Um, sort of. You're being told something, and the person that's been telling you this is giving you information that you aren't, haven't been privy to, and the information they're giving you affects them in a very positive way. Uh, and you want, to, you, you want to like, okay, all right, and then go and do a little research and make sure that they're not BSing you. Because what they can do is play you so I'll give you the case in point. Watch. The people from Rocky Horror Picture, the Rocky Horror Show on Broadway, who very much want me to start in this thing as soon as possible. They need, they need an injection of some celebrity. And they want to be desperately in September, but that date passed. So now 
they want to get this thing going in November. So they told my agent yesterday that Sebastian Bach has confirmed he is starting the Rocky Horror Show in November so they can join the party in November. Now, they want to get us in there as soon as possible. They don't want to wait till January. I haven't heard anything from Sebastian. But I'm not going, what they want me to do is say, okay, all right, well, if Sebastian's in, I'm in. They could very well just be like taking something that Sebastian said, flipping it, and then they go back to Sebastian and say, well, D. Snyder's confirmed for November. And then Sebastian go, oh, D's in for November? Well, I guess I'm doing November. And then neither of us knows that we were played. So I got to go check with Sebastian first because they're saying that Sebastian has confirmed for November, which would mean that I would be starting as Eddie in November as well because that's the agreement that me and Sebastian made. So I'll find out about that as well later on today. Busy, 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 busy. And then, of course, we're going to have to broadcast from New York and stuff, which would be kind of cool to do. Definitely. I think we'll get some interesting, uh, some fresh angles. Certainly uh, plenty of shame of the city to go around. Mm. May have to be a daily installment, Nick. <laughs> It'd be fun in New York. Be awesome. Yeah. Oh my God! Can see you like uh, talking to homeless people and stuff like that. Yeah. Shame of the city, Nick and Sean out on the streets. Yeah, a lot what of people it again? in New Felicio York. Felicio and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A lot of interesting characters in New York. You take your act yeah. down to the village. They love you down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, West Village. Head on down to Gay Street. See what's going on down there? There's a gay street in the village? In the West Village, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't renamed either. It, was, it just was. <laughs> this is Dark Side's image of the West Village. People walking around doing the French mistake on the streets. <laughs> Dark Side, you're so funny. I got to take you to the West Village sometime just to watch it in action. You'd blend right in. I'm sure I would. Freeze like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, they all want you, man. (laughs) You're their type. Hairy red ass. They're like, oh, where do I sign? (laughs) That's the funny thing. It's like some of the biggest homophobes are like, the gay community have no possible interest in these people. You know, they just say, stay away. They say, oh, that guy wants me. No, I don't. No way. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're disgusting. (laughs) Well, I'm a handsome nothing, man, so... You got nothing to worry about, Dark Side. <laughs> I was going to be tackling you in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, should we get to the recap, uh, Nicholas? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. It had a title. Let's forget it for now. It happened yesterday on D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. U.S. investigators are joining the probe of a plane crash in the Bahamas that killed nine people, including singer-actress Aaliyah. The cause of the crash has not yet been pinned down, although a local official says it was engine failure. Very young. Yes. It's very sad. First of all... I'm not familiar uh, with her t- work myself, but a lot of people were big fans. Well, she did... Uh, Romeo Must Die. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. And, she was supposed uh, she, to be in these two new Matrix films. She just finished another movie. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and I had seen her videos. She'd been singing for a long time. I was talking to my son Jesse about it, and he was like, yeah, it's a shame. She was really good looking. Got <laughs> a little work are to you, do there, Dave. Are you saying... <laughs> It wouldn't have been a shame if she was unattractive. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it. It was so Nick. So I'm getting very nervous. There's, I'm fearful that we are creating a Nick. 
in our own ways. I've said this before, but I, I, am, I am very, and that's kind of a good thing. I always make a joke that Nick serves a bad example. It's allowing me to throw the brakes on it. My, my wife and I have discussed this. I don't, we got to be careful, you know, that we're not indulging him. You want to give your son more and what have you, but you look at this. Look at this. Okay, we can't have this happening. And a statement like that, I mean, like, it's a shame. Shame she died. She was really attractive. Uh, that's that's so Nick. It's not to be believed. Well, no, I mean he probably meant she was, you know, well liked and attractive people. Like it's, it's a tragedy. You know what I mean? Like she was a big fat hunk of crap, and probably not too many people would have cared the same way for a lovely girl that would have. Um, been an inspiration to a lot of young women. Wilson Phillips or Hart. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered. The news wouldn't have covered it. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think they're running for one of the most insensitive things you've ever said. Oh, I know this song. I've heard this song a lot. This girl is really attractive. And uh, watch what happens. She's going to be like come Selena. Selena too. Mm. You know, it's going to become like bigger in her death than she was. Because she actually was talented. Anybody who dies really young like that, that tends to happen. Yeah, one thing that was kind of, uh, was a little bit of an uncomfortable moment yesterday. When I landed and I called home, Suzette was like, oh, thank God. Your kids were panicking because the first news reports were a rock star that died in a plane crash. And, oh I, was and I was flying. And, and Cody was staying at a friend's house. And he called home. So I said he was all very upset that he had heard a rock star died in a plane crash. And he knew I was flying. And they were panicky that it was me. But then Suzette put on the TV and you know found out who it was. So it was kind of weird because I happened to be flying yeah. at the same time. I wonder what they would have said. Would they have said rock star? Yeah, but see, I'm, I'm not really attractive, really so I said, may not have made it, right, Nick? Yeah. I may not have got any coverage. Might have gotten a blurb. <laughs> no. We would have talked about it, D. No, I'm saying you definitely would have. You're a good looking guy, D. You know what I mean? You oh, got stuff thank going you. on. You. But, um, well, you are yeah, seeing my good side. Do you know? The side's got my you bad side over my there. whole points. Like, I don't know. No, we I got just, your point. It wasn't too tough to read into your point. Okay. And we'll hear about your point tomorrow, I'm sure. <laughs> well, good news for some, not so good news for others. A new report confirming other findings says middle-aged men who live alone are at a greater risk of illness and death than those who are married. New statistics show men who are 45 and older have a 23% increased risk of death if you're single than you do if you're married. This is where it all why would that be what that wouldn't relate to me at all <laughs> yeah. it will it will oh, you're well I'll on your way yeah. <laughs> I got that stuff worked out uh -huh. <laughs> I can totally see that and because I have a very unrealistic uh, view of what life would be if I was single and lived alone being a rock star and stuff and hosting my own radio show and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but because I'm... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> because since I don't do that, I do sit alone in my apartment here in Hartford or 
Yeah, I've been on the road and sit alone in my hotel room, and it's very depressing. <laughs> well, that's because you have four kids and a wife who you're not with at the time. It's different than... And I'm not doing anything, but if you don't got, like, something going on, but if I if I, if I I was divorced, and I'm definitely breaking out the tush, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you got to, since I got the opportunity as but, well. But that, <laughs> on some levels, I can see how you'd find that fulfilling, but it's, it can't possibly be as fulfilling as the life you have now, Dave. No, absolutely not. Right. That's why I've, I've absolutely... You know, chosen this life because it is totally fulfilling. But to sit, when I sit alone there in my in my apartment, you know, and it's just it's very lonely. And I say, man, imagine what it must be like to be Nick Harb sitting at his sister's house <laughs> or in his car. Hey, hey, we're not smoking cigarettes down from the filter. <laughs> Listen, Sitting my, in his car. My, <laughs> himself. Life's scrounging the ashtray for butts. No, and no. I find the four walls that surround me very soothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I was thinking about it on a drive that I had this weekend, and I was actually contemplating being in my mid to late 30s single and stuff because I have three or four weddings to go to this fall of all good friends from high school. One from Does that include, and that doesn't even include Beth and Darkside? Well, no, that doesn't include them, no. These are, like, really good friends. None of my friends have... Not like us, Darkside. Well, Acquaintances. No, well, first of all, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but what are they, Wood? No, they know what I mean. They're, these are friends no. that I grew up with, I'm saying. Dude. And none of my friends that I've grown up with, none of my close friends have gotten married or anything up until this point. And then in one shot, three or four of them get, are getting married. And I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, crap. I don't even have a stable job yet. You know? <laughs> but, then, um, but then I was thinking about it. I was like, in my mid-30s, there are so many women in their late 20s that I could totally rule over and take advantage of. And, like, get into that and kind of sample the goods and find the best one. You know what you're not supposed to announce your plan on the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, first mistake. But, um, yeah, I was, it's not going to be that lonely, especially if you have, like, a nice pad and stuff. Because you work during the week and you, you know, marry your career for a while. And then on the weekends, you just, like, pull out some plastic and you just be like, hey, lady, let's um, do some damage on this card, you know? Is that right? <laughs> that would be kind of cool, you know? I don't think it's that lonely. It, it's different in your situation, D. Everybody's women. Everybody's different, okay? And I'm sure there are people out there who are single and happy with their lifestyle. You're a reasonably attractive guy. You can get chicks if you want to. You can go out. You can hang. You're a partying kind of jackass. You can donkey punch your way to Christmas for all I know. I am just... A different, uh, I'm a different type. When I was before I met Suzette, and I was had my apartment, I was 19, 20 years old, and I was in a band. I was always in bands. I was dating. <laughs> he says in the loosest sense of the word, <laughs> if a date lasts 15 minutes, uh, I was dating many girls, and I, <laughs> I remember clearly at that point in my life saying, "Damn, I really would like to meet somebody that that I like wanted to hang around after I." Finish the date. I finished the date. Thank you, man. You're Beth. welcome. After I finished the date. Um, 
<laughs> so, and, and when I found somebody, I hung on for dear life, okay? So that, that was me, you know. Uh, I mean, there are people I'm sure are happy out there. Uh, but the facts do remain at best shown when you start getting into your 40s, and that's the case. That depression sets in. Yeah, when you start, when you get start getting closer to fifty, and the twenty-five-year-olds aren't flocking to you as much as they are now. What will your plan be then? That's the problem. He's going to be married by that time. I mean, he's saying that he will meet somebody. It'll be later. This show is going to the coast. His situation is 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 transitory. He's not going to be in this position for the rest of his life, and he's still a relatively young man. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. Now, wait a minute. But Lindy from Rocky Point's on the phone. She says she's a single woman. She's very happy. But was the thing about single people, Beth? It, this or was, was it, about men. Lindy was, didn't say single women weren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very yeah. happy. I'm the happiest yeah, I've ever been. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think the other said the results from the women were they're just peachy. <laughs> they couldn't be happier alone. You're right. It's, yeah, okay. Yeah. Man, baby. You having a good time, Lindy? You having a good time? I totally I totally enjoy being single. It is just like the best thing. I will never get married again as long as I live. Oh, so you've oh, been married before. Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Well, but see, you weren't married, so you get to A-B it. I get to what? A-B, <laughs> you know, compare the two and say, okay, marriage, single. And, you, and, and you're just enjoying. How long have you been single now? 11 years. Oh, wow. And people say to me, aren't you lonely? I said, how can I be, you know, no, I'm not lonely. I've got all my dogs and my cats. They keep me company. My toilet seat's always down. My house is always clean. And the TV stays on the same station. Like, what That's am I beautiful. missing? <laughs> See? That's beautiful. No problems. You must have had a very, very enjoyable married life, it sounds like. <laughs> you found a winner. Okay. All right, Lindy. Thanks for the call, Lindy. Oh, I gotta get my act together. <laughs> Okay, let's go. <laughs> no, we got to take a break. Going to yeah. come back. We got more news. Uh, Nick needs to recover. Look, he's he's going through the phone book right now. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't ruin this relationship too badly. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Nick adopted a dog yesterday. <laughs> After a whole break. Yeah. Went down to the animal shelter. That's right. Went down and down the dog and a cat, and he took the toilet seat right off the bowl. He's just getting crazy and kooky. He's liberating himself. All right. We have to give you some traffic. We're a little delayed in that, but I'm sure nothing really is going on. But if it is, Psycho will tell you about it. But, um, Beth, the news is next, mm -hmm. so can you tell us what we have to look forward to? Well, it looks like Giordano is out as mayor, sort of. Uh the little baby bomber may not be such a baby after all. New evidence possibly is surfacing. Uh-oh. I know. Uh, there's a new champ in the olive pit spitting contest. I'll tell you the mark to beat. Another new reality show hitting the airwaves soon. Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie get even weirder. And if that's possible. I know. And remember Jennifer Aniston said that she would get a bye to sleep with Steven Tyler? Well, yeah. I'll tell you who Brad Pitt gets a bye with. Oh. oh. Guys, start putting on your thinking caps if to guess on this one. And you have to think of a couple good hints to give us. Okay. All right? I will. If we, if we'll, give, we'll give her our, we'll do when we come back. We'll give you our first thoughts. Right. And if we're off, then you can give us a subtle hint to give us a little direction. I'll like maybe age hints. or, uh, you know, ethnicity mm -hmm. or something like that. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, all right. That, we got the brand new Euro locations. An interesting observation 
from Fresh Frankie who thinks that Mahatma Gandhi has nothing on me. Uh, and uh, I'll explain to you why as well. But right now, you need a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Hope you enjoy this and stick around. On Radio Insider Radio, it's Zog and Zivas. That's right, Psycho Dan's game show. Things to get a little ugly last week, sure. Can't a member of Insider Radio attack another man to defend the honor of his dad without people saying he lost it? I don't think he lost it, Dark Side. I think he did the right thing. I think I encouraged it. As a matter of fact, I know I encouraged it. <laughs> You did what you had to do. Well, thank you for your support. So maybe Psycho Dan will be a little more careful with the prizes he chooses for this week's show. A little less incendiary. Psycho. Alright? Like if you were to find a Buddha and paint it white, you know, and put glasses on it and stuff, that wouldn't be cool to do that presents it as a Mr. Lentino doll. <laughs> that would be inappropriate. That could cause unrest. Yeah. Be aware. So, stop jotting notes down, Psycho. All right, this is what I was to tell you about this letter. Uh, this is regarding the Euro stickers. Okay. From Fresh Frankie. Subject, Mahatma Gandhi's got nothing on you, D. I've always known there was something special about D. Snyder Radio, but I just couldn't put my finger on it until now. D. Snyder Radio is a world peace movement disguised as morning radio. <laughs> he figured us out. He figured us out. Son of a Thought we were being a little more clandestine than that. Imagine when you're syndicated and the DSR peeps spread worldwide. Think of the possibilities if every person on earth had a D. Euro sticker. <laughs> Let me wonder aloud. An Israeli soldier stops a Palestinian in a van at a checkpoint and sees a D-Euro on the back window. The next thing you know, they're talking about family feud and dark sides forts. <laughs> An IRA member gets ready to toss a firebomb at a British armored vehicle and spots a D-Euro sticker on the back. Next thing you know, they're laughing at another stupid human trick perpetuated by Nick. A white Louisiana state trooper pulls over four young black men on the interstate. Sees the D-Euro, next thing you know, they're filling him in on what happened on yesterday's At Home with Mudbone. Robberies and break-ins would stop because of D-Euros on every house. It would be the end of car thefts, rapes, and murders because no one would ever think of doing such vile things to a fellow peep. Insurance rates would plummet. There would be no need for police, no need for prisons. Kids would behave in school because all the teachers are peeps. All local, state, and federal governments would have drastically reduced expenses. The national debt would be wiped out, and we'd all get an 80% cut in our tax rates. Just by listening to your show, we could all have world peace and cut our taxes, too. D, you are the Pied Piper of morning radio. I smell Nobel Peace Prize. Fresh Frankie. That's beautiful. Well... Do have a little work to do. Uh, still, you know, we're taking some inroads. Let's say we start with our listening area as a test grounds, Beth. You know, sort okay. of get all those D euros out there and see if, in fact, all this holds true within the state of Connecticut, parts of Long Island, and Massachusetts. 
Because certainly, what better way to sell the D-Side Radio Peace Plan than if we have a, have a, say, a little test here. Look at this. Look at the drop in crime in this state. Look at look at the arrest rate, how it's gone down. Look at the how insurance rates have dropped and, and then taxes have gone down as well. All because of D-Snyder Radio. So how do we get this happening? Thanks, Fresh Frankie. You get a freaking D-Euro on your car. You've heard the stories. They're all true. They're all true. Peeps, watch out for peeps. End of story. Go to Radio104.com. Click on the D-Euro icon. Find a location near you. There's over 80 of them throughout the listening area. Here are a few of our newest locations. In Ansonia, Family Laundry. Brantford Hobbies, of course, in Brantford and Strategic Environmental Solutions in Brantford. Aragoni Detailing LLC in Clinton. And Danbury Gateway Country in H&D Automotive. In New Britain, find them at Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. And in New Haven, Ted's Auto Center and Westville Gourmet have them. In stores, they're at Bird Dog Liquors. And in Trumbull at Lake and Main Service Center. Remember, these there may be other locations in these towns. These are just the new ones. In Vernon, we are wireless. has got them. And in Wallingford, they're at Cobra Automotive. In Waterbury, Town Plot, Spirit Shops, Gotham, and Skate the Planet. In Watertown, Depot, Squares, Wine and Liquors, and Caravallo's. Italian Specialty Shop, Deli, in the Oakville's section. In West Hartford, pick one up at the Racket Coop. And in Massachusetts, Gotham in Aguam at Country Jeep. And in Amherst at Mailboxes, etc. And on good old Straw Island, a new location on the East End in Sag Harbor. Tight Line Tackle has got them. Get a Euro. Let's get this World Peace thing going. I think a Nobel Peace Prize looked damn nice in my entertainment center. <laughs> is it like a statue or is it a medal? I think you get some, some cash, don't you? Cash, too? Looked damn nice <laughs> in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got a little reaction before we get into the news. Uh, you know, yes, I said that our email is down. We have no email today from yesterday, but uh, I have backlog things that... Uh, Need to be acknowledged. Should be acknowledged. Tons of mail on the Behind the Music, which showed again last night, I believe. Wow. Sometime yesterday. Yeah, it was on Sunday. It was on Monday. Long-time listener, first-time writer. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I've been listening every morning to all the other comments regarding the VH1 special. I can't believe that the two things that I got out of the show haven't even been mentioned. Or maybe I didn't hear them. First, I always thought that you were one of the founding members. I learned that you didn't join the band until several years after Twisted Sister was already doing the bar scene. Yeah, Twisted formed in 1973. JJ's the only original member in the band, uh, and I joined in 1976. So uh, you do the math. Of course, it didn't really start kicking ass until I joined. Um, <laughs> second and more amazing is that you never had never written a song until joining the band. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you complained about the songs Twisted Sister had when you joined, they asked you what you'd written, and you stated, nothing. If this is true, I think that this is probably the most amazing thing that I got out of the show. I mean, it's, is creativity like that turned on like a light switch? Anyway, I think that you truly have a gift and will succeed at everything you do. Darren from The Tuck. Thank you, Darren. Well, I knew I could, you know? Make up tunes in your head, and you, but you never. I never ventured forth. I guess I was twenty-one at the time of my big complaining, and uh, <laughs> I ventured forth, and you know, and actually put pen to paper, so to speak, or voice to tape. Yeah, but uh, there was no stop me then. Uh, okay, I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, CJ uh, 
Steve was checking out my package. I know they all were. Even Beth checked out my package. I tried not to. Darkside checked out my package too. Yeah, it was right. tough to avoid. Admittedly, I I noticed it myself. My wife noticed it. My kids noticed it. Dad, what the hell's going on in your pants over there? Oh, nothing, kids. With any luck, you'll have it going on, too. Uh, here's a letter from Demon Dan who says, D, we just watched VH1's rock show hosted by Twisted Sister. Just one thing. As far as shameless promotion, Gene Simmons has got nothing on you. Uh-oh. Um, I'll admit... I'm 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 a self promoter myself. I think we uh, we were the whole reason we were on there is because of the tribute album and the VH1 thing. You know that's why they figured it was a time it was a good time to put Twisted on. At some point, I remember them handing us all copies of the Twisted Sister CD tribute. You know Twisted Forever and us all holding them up. Yes, but Gene Simmons does have have uh, one thing on me. Probably twenty million clams more than I've got <laughs> in the bank. <laughs> Gene Simmons had a lot less motivation for shameless promoting. Uh, here's a complaint from Michelle in Brantford. I'll make this the last letter because we got to get kicking. Um, recently moved to Connecticut, stumbled upon your show during my morning commute. I had become hooked, completely leaving behind my previous morning favorite of eight years, uh, one of our competitors. One of the only things that would improve my listening pleasure is if I could see some better pictures of your staff. I really like to visualize the people I'm listening to, and the picture on the website doesn't show any very clearly. Would it be possible to update the site with larger, clearer pictures of everyone? Thanks, Michelle from Brantford. Yeah, I don't I think there's any the photos anymore. Are there, Sean? They're all gone, right? Well, the, the website's been under a major reconstruction because like of the eight, whole new server. Nine months. <laughs> right. Um, I will talk to. They I'll build talk buildings to the, faster than that. I'll talk to the web guy today and tell him we need to uh, put new pictures up. It's easy. Our web guy is—is is that Chris? No, it's uh, Scotty. Oh, Scotty. Okay. Well, I guess he came in like gangbusters. He sort of slithered in. <laughs> so, what's going on in that office over there? He's in there all the time. Uh, yeah. That computer room's <laughs> quite interesting over there. That's not what's happening really, in the computer room. What's really uh, bothers him is, is that we have so many computer geeks, no offense, computer geeks, uh, who listen to this show, who are constantly offering their services for nothing. So I said, Jesus Christ, let me kick it with this uh, with your website. I'll take care of it. You know, I'll make it look, jump through hoops. It'll be doing all kinds of flashy things. No, 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 no. We want a hands-on. Hands-on. Eight months later, we still got a website issues. So will we ever get better pictures? Well, I'll talk to him today and just tell him that we need to take new photos, and that's it. We don't need well, new photos. I don't know if it's we new got photos. tons of photos. If, if you could, like normally, in a lot of situations, you can click on the photo, and it expands. I'll talk to him that's about that, too. We can, you know, that's very standard, like in any kind of, um, if you've gone to any website where they're selling something, they'll have a page full of different things. Okay, Vermont Teddy Bear. Good one, because they're an advertiser. Vermont Teddy Bear. When you go to Vermont Teddy Bear, you open a page, and there'll be like 12 teddy bears on there. Then you click on one of the teddy bears, and it takes up the, a full screen. It fills out so you can take a good look at it. I'll so why can't we do that with our stuff? All we us. have up there is just one picture of us all in the studio. It's really small. Is that right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't believe we were kings of the station, would you? Hmm. 
okay. nice family portrait, though. Oh, that's good. <laughs> good. Family picture. Good. I like that. All right. You know what? Let's just get traffic out of the way, and then we can get just smooth sailing on the news. All right? Is that cool, Nick? Yeah. Okay. Psycho, do your thing. All right. This traffic report is brought to you by the Center for Culinary Arts in Cromwell. Traveling on 84 East, just a little bit slow around the bend by exits 43 44. Not too bad though. 84 West, getting a little bit busy over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, slow going mostly in the right lane from exit 33 coming into downtown. 91 North is delay free. Traveling on Route 2, it's going to be slow from exit 3 getting up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is still delay free. Traveling on 95 South, some steady traffic now from exit 50 leading up to the Q Bridge. Route 8, still pretty quiet traveling through Waterbury. At 712, I'm cycled down with this modern record report on Radio 104. Radio headlines. The Waterbury Board of Aldermen has agreed to a deal to remove jailed Mayor Philip Giordano from power. Under the agreement, Giordano, who faces child sex charges, would keep his benefits and half his pay. In return, the mayor agrees not to return to office and would be mayor in name only. That's all right. He's going out to the West Coast. He's hanging out with Gary Condit. Yeah. They're going to just do a party. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they see eye to eye, those two guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hartford school children who maintain perfect attendance will get a shot at winning a new car. Hartford dealer Tony March says he'll donate a car to the family of a Hartford child who has perfect attendance in a district where absenteeism has been historically a very big problem. That's pretty cool. Definitely cool. I don't know how they'll decide. I'm sure there'll be several students who will come in with perfect attendance, and then I guess they'll look at other factors. Who's doing this? Uh, Auto dealer Tony March in Hartford. What auto dealer is that? Tony March. Oh, that's it, Tony March. I'm I'm sorry. That's all right. You can't know them all. All the auto dealers. Pardon me, Derek Side. You know, usually they have the name of like you know Tony March Dodge or Tony March Ford or yeah. Tony. Yeah, Mar- I don't know. know which I don't know which brand is his specialty. Is I thought it's a cool thing. Obviously, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's a little press thing, but it's a good it's a cool thing that he's doing. I mean, they've gone to huge measures to get kids to show up, even just on the first day of school before concert tickets and incentives and prizes. I know this year they have signs up all over town announcing, "Hey." The first day of school is coming up, just so y'all know. <laughs> Don't miss it. You may blow it through, blow the so. car. Hey, if they were to offer that here at Clear Channel, uh, which of us would get it? I've had perfect attendance, haven't I? Have no, I I've only sick? missed one day in nine years. So. Nine years. What about you, uh, Darkside? Uh, same, but it's only been about six and a half years. And I know that employee of the month last month, who was Pat, she won a gas grill. What? I would like to be employee of the month. You get a gra- gas grill? Yeah. What are you going to do with a gas grill? You don't got a patio. I know, but it'd be nice to have a grill. You know what I mean? It would I'd, be nice. I'd just keep it down here, down the hall. <laughs> Inside. <laughs> yeah, pick it up when I need it. Cooking out back. Um, how's your attendance record, Nick? It's good. I I missed... I went home one morning when I couldn't um, really talk because I had something like similar to strep throat and uh our old pd uh wanted me to stay here and he was on the phone with me it was the day that there was uh an election 
a local election, but he wanted me to be like an exit poll type guy. <laughs> and uh, was Trev throat? Yeah, and I said, "Listen, man, who I are said, you, typhoid I, Mary?" I feel really sick. <laughs> that was my one one day out with strep throat too. Yeah, and he's just like, "Can you stay? Can you do it?" He's like, "You can make it. Just a couple more hours." And I'm like, "I'm <laughs> dying here, man. I I need to go home." They are so. I don't know about the current administration. Luckily, I haven't had to take a day off. But I remember I left one hour early. Nick, do you remember that day? I left one hour early to go to a, a funeral of, of someone close. Right. I remember yeah. it was like, now who is who is this who died? Yeah. I mean, they were, it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> They're asking you that too, of all people. I was like, listen, <laughs> I'm leaving. Get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. In the doors. I don't know what you have yeah. to do to get employee of the month around this place. Yeah, yeah what if, well, I, well, I think uh, Sean's bucking for employee of the month. No, if anybody. Taking a very different yeah. approach. If anybody, Sean has already. Whatever it takes. <laughs> That's your motto. I'd like, <laughs> Are you kidding? I'd like, I'd like that gas grill, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sean would just take a pat on the back. That's all he wants. I know. Just a, you know, hey, Just a good, good job. job, Sean. Good That's all job, I ask Sean. for every now and then. <laughs> Looking good. And a dollar, you know, maybe. <laughs> Gary Condon's son said the congressman has nothing to do with the disappearance of Chandra Levy. Chad Condit tells CNN's Larry King Live his father has told the family the nature of his relationship with Levy, but chooses not to discuss it in public. That's got to be uncomfortable. <laughs> the plot thickens with that whole thing. Oh, man. Now, the flight oh, attendant is, says he's defaming her because he's claiming they never had a relationship. So, I don't, you know, this is just proof that Continuing to lie and deceive really just makes the problem much, much worse. Hmm. We can all learn from Bill Clinton and now from Gary Condit. Uh, well, there's more than that. If you're in a gig that's that high profile and your integrity is cornerstone mm -hmm. to your to your situation. I mean, I think, first of all, nobody believes politicians have any integrity, so it's kind of a strange <laughs> thing because nobody's really trusted politicians at the beginning of time. But they shouldn't work to prove it. <laughs> yes, they should be exactly. They should be working to disprove yes. it. See, see, you're wrong about us. I'm a good man. I'm doing the right thing, and I'll do the right thing for you. Now, boy, did you have me figured yeah, out. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> you were so right. You thought it was bad? You have no idea. <laughs> Well, a new study says the heads of big companies are doing just fine in the slowing economy. Two liberal advocacy groups say even as companies laid off workers last year, the top job-cutting CEOs got an average salary and bonus increase of nearly 20%. And considering Amazing. that salaries, that is sizable. Amazing. Yeah, you hear things like this mm -hmm. and you just scratch your head and you go... Is God listening to this? This is just not not fair. Well, shareholders love when you lay off workers because then your profits increase. Right. And then the bosses get a bonus. Right. See that, Naked Dark Side? It's a beautiful system. You check. Take a look up that, that tree. Check to see that top, that top branch up there? Yeah. Those guys were getting pay increases yeah. because you haven't. Yeah. I know. We're looking up. They're taking cigarettes know. right out of your mouth now. I know. <laughs> it's a lot of packs of marbles. Gin there. right out of your glass. Yeah, I know. That's it, man. Well, a new study says the heavier women are, the more likely they are to succumb to breast cancer. 
study led out of the Seattle Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center found that among women stricken with the disease, those with the highest rate of survival were the slimmest of the group. Being even slightly overweight increased the risk of dying, is what researchers found. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it also, I, you know, women who are heavier tend to have bigger uh, tickle bitties. Huh. I don't know uh, if that plays a role in it. I think it might be. I mean, you, unfortunately for me, the size of your chest has nothing to do with how likely you are to get breast cancer. Isn't that a cruel trick? No kidding. <laughs> Isn't that like, what's <laughs> up with that? So you're saying that some some behemoth with double D's as is as likely to get breast cancer and you are as likely to get breast cancer as her. You got it. That's a huge bitch. It's a tumor. That seems really unfair. But what they're saying though is that people who are heavier do have a greater risk. It's not a greater risk, right? It's a greater risk of dying if they have it. And I think that's right. probably due to to lifestyle, which you know, you're heavier due to your lifestyle possibly. I wonder though, it might be tougher to find in a larger chest than in a smaller chest. So it might be that you found it later as well. That might be another factor. Nick is willing to help. <laughs> to look for it. Yeah. Look for it. That's I'll his job. Is um, look for tumors. Yeah, I'll lift them up and stuff. Take a flashlight. <laughs> a flashlight? Yeah, you gotta check for marks and stuff, right? No. Never no. in my experience of going for yearly exam <laughs> has a flashlight ever been used. The old miner's helmet, is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no. Uh, fact, I think that's the first sign of a doctor that maybe shouldn't be in the room with you. <laughs> okay. It's a flashlight. To the chest. <laughs> All right. You can check, uh, get rid of OBGYN. Yeah, whatever happened to, that'd be a great Nick Lentino OBGYN. What's up? The, the flashlight the flashlight, exam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's important. I think all doctors should have them, you know, around their waist. A little flashlight. Check things um, out. Okay. Oh, do we have any future Nick Lentino's OBGYN? I know, I know. Matt from Agawam was working on the behind the music for uh, Moonchild. Yeah, but he provided one within that um, within that behind the music. So no, we already use that when I have another one that we're working on. Uh, Excellent, okay. cool, Excellent. all right, good. Can't wait. Those were ex- they were really good. Well, a husband banned from seeing his estranged wife has been killed after crashing a plane into her home. <laughs> Louis W. Joy II circled the neighborhood three or four times before steering the plane through some trees and into his New Hampshire home. He had just received a restraining order from his wife, Joe. Luckily, no one was in the home at the time. It was destroyed as the single-engine plane burst into flames on impact, decimating the house. I don't know if anybody saw the photo of this. A neighbor said, I thought he was buzzing somebody. Then the engine went dead and he banked. And his wings were perpendicular to the ground. I heard a loud boom and screamed, oh my God, he's crashed. That's old school hate right there. That's, that's like, you know, back from the day. You hated somebody. You just destroyed yourself and everything they had with you. Mm-hmm. So Luckily, you the wife Russia. and the eight-year-old child were not home at the time. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. I remember hearing a story about some guy who took a tractor and plowed his... His house, that his wife, he had lost his wife in the divorce right off of a hillside. <laughs> that is old school. Yeah, just, just <laughs> he was arrested. He didn't die either. Pushed the entire house off the cliff. He was angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, Little League, the Little League is investigating pitcher Danny Almonte after being shown a document indicating that the pitcher from the Bronx may be older than allowed. The Rolando Paulino Little League insists Almonte is 12 years old, born April 7, 1989, in the Dominican Republic. But Little League World Series officials were shown an affidavit Monday by a Sports Illustrated writer that indicated Dandy Almonte was born April 7, 1987, two years earlier, which would make him 14. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. So, of course, his team is saying they have no idea, and the investigation is ongoing and of course even critics are saying it's not the kid's fault it's that he's sort of been pressured by adults and that he does seem to play older than 12 yeah no kidding but Mm -hmm. that makes the entire (laughs) seems to play older than almost roger clemens (laughs) yeah 70 mile an hour fastball Mm -hmm. uh at 12 theoretically even at 14 that's pretty sweet right yeah it's not too bad oh yeah (laughs) you would have liked to have that at any point in your career (laughs) when i was 18 (laughs) well well, what happens is that like do over for the whole season i mean the whole season would be a sham then right yeah be nullified but at the same time i don't understand maybe i missed it when you were talking about it beth but you have to provide a birth certificate there's yeah and to play any provided a passport what they're saying is that the father of this kid registered his birth twice once in 89 and once in 87 i don't know i guess he would have went back and fudged it is what they're alleging or something like that but so far, the investigation is... Wait, 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 wait. How old are they saying that when he was born? When did they say he was born? First of all, they said he was born in 87. And then okay. now this Sports Illustrated affidavit says that they have evidence that he was born... Uh, that, that he was born in 87, not 89. But let's say theoretically his father did that. Mm-hmm. He did that when his child was two years old. I don't know. He was anticipating the World Series of Little well, League? Not necessarily. I... I don't know. I don't know. That's the only evidence they have right now. Maybe he went back to the Dominican Republic and, and re-registered it. You know, you can say, well, hey, the records were destroyed in a fire. He, he act, And here's when he was born. I mean, people do that kind of thing all the time. So, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if the record-keeping in the Dominican Republic is yeah, it's really a, great. No, I'm just saying, what, so the mistake was made, though, back around I don't know. Birth, not necessarily. Was, no, I think, I think D, what he did is... Uh, uh, he went back yeah. and and uh, screwed with his, his birth certificate after or the, the registration. Fact. Yeah, after oh, as he got yeah. older yeah. so that he right. could make a bigger noise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh. Like probably before the season started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, you think something like this would ruin his future chances no. in baseball? No. Definitely. I mean, look how many chances the, the pro players get. If this kid is, is that good and, and consistently stays that good... He's going to play. This isn't going to affect him. I don't think. Do you think, right. Nick? Uh, no, if he's good, he's getting signed. Yeah. It, uh, I don't think it will matter. No. Okay. Mm. I'll find out. Mm-hmm. Plot thickens. Well, if you ever wanted to play golf with Tiger Woods, here's your chance. For just $80,000, a Chinese golf course is offering to play around with Tiger Woods. For how much? $80,000. Okay. He's visiting the Mission Hills Golf Course in China in November. And for just that small amount, golfers can join Woods and three other amateurs. And there'll be a special prize, so says the golf course. If anybody manages to beat Tiger Woods, they haven't decided what that will be yet, but they claim it will not be bad. Is this charity? 
Doesn't say it's for a charity. So Tiger's charging eighty grand for a round of golf with him. Well, I don't. I wouldn't put it for two I, grand. <laughs> you can go hunting with Ted Nugent. I know. So you could go hunting with Ted Nugent forty thousand times. How much? How much to go hunting with you, Darkside? No, Twenty not 40, bucks. Yeah, hey, you know, maybe eh, ten bucks. Ten bucks. Six, <laughs> six pack of Sam Adams. I'm cheap. Well, that's a bargain. That yeah, is a and it's a special prize if you actually kill anything. <laughs> if, if Dark and let Darkside say that he killed it. <laughs> He'd be forever grateful. <laughs> well, it's the oldest trick in the book. Police in Thailand have a man under arrest who's accused of putting mirrors on the top of his shoes to use them to look up women's skirts. Old school. That is way old school. It's Catholic old school right there. Police were alerted by the manager of a bookshop who initially thought the man was a thief. She'd been watching him because he looked suspicious. She then noticed that he had positioned himself very close to women in short skirts. Closer examination revealed that he had mirrors attached to the top of his shoes and appeared to be trying to look at women's underpants. We nobody, got nobody noticed that? I don't know. Someone walking around with mirrors on their shoes? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Isn't that just God? That's pathetic, really. I know. It really, that's really pathetic. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Actually, uh, this is I didn't realize this. You're talking about people doing things for money for fifty bucks. You can march with Nick <laughs> at the Brickyard on Friday nights. That's right. Yeah, he does that. Uh, <laughs> hey, Chris, the minor leaguer, is on the phone. Okay, Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah what is Yeah, what does the minor leaguer mean? Um, I played some independent ball in the Northern League, um, teams like Bridgeport Bluefish, okay. similar league to that. Also, okay. I did, also, I did play in a Little League World Series in 1984, mm -hmm. and from Bristol, Connecticut, we, we had a team that went to the Little League World Series, oh, great. and we played against, we didn't play against them, but there was a team from Seoul, South Korea there that had some fellas that were shaving. It <laughs> <laughs> really what deep were they shaving their testicles. They, they, uh, they were they, they was a fellow there that was probably five eleven, one hundred and eighty pounds, and he was shaving. <laughs> and he he's, actually, he's married. Actually, they, yeah, actually, swear to God, actually in the finals they beat a team from Florida that Jason Veritek was on. Wow. Interesting. Right. Uh, there's there's a lot of forging in uh, in the minor in minor leagues. I've seen a lot of Dominicans that are. Claim themselves as twenty twenty two that mm -hmm. are actually twenty six with two and three kids that are seven and eight years old. So, well, didn't uh, El Duque Nick wasn't there a huge discrepancy as to still his, don't age? Know his age? Yeah, yeah, and he's in the major leagues. Exactly. There's a guy like on the Red Sox. There's Rolando Orojo, who's supposedly four or five years older than he claims. Hmm. There, there's a, a scattered through the minor leagues. I, I played one winter in South America when there was a, a guy that played on the Norwich Navigators, a Colombian guy. They claimed he was 21. He was actually 30. So it goes <laughs> that far. So what you're saying is, is that this is like they deliberately do this early on, knowingly, so that they could play on younger teams and be a superior player in the league that they're in. Or they'll do that. Or they'll in the Dominican. They'll just there's a lot, so many common names like your Hernandez is your Fernandez mm -hmm. that they'll just take someone with the same name who's younger and register him as a younger uh, player. So you suspect that. That maybe you know you don't know that that might be something that happened with his dad. Oh, it could it could very well be true. Mm -hmm. Well, you're looking at this player and you're going, oh no, this is, this guy's got to be older. Aren't you seeing this 70 mile an hour fastball on a 12 year old? 
he he probably threw harder than that. He threw upwards of eighty because they they played the Eastern Regionals in Bristol, right down the road from you guys. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he was throwing close to closer to eighty. Wow! So you're not really surprised when you hear stuff like this? No, not at all. Huh? It do, it, it does it. Everywhere where there's record keeping, not as not quite as uh, concise as the United mm-hmm. States, it, it's bound to happen. All right, look at now we got to fi- thank you, Chris, for filling wow, us in, man. Appreciate That's the right. call. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, more news on the way. Don't go anywhere. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D. Snyder. I've seen him go nuts. Radio, Radio 104. Got the message? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Now you know the truth. D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. little bit we'll be getting into hypothetically is where you send your hypothetical situations to d snyder radio at captain howdy at clearchannel.com and we address them but we got news to do traffic to give you got some uh, reactions here as well and remember this starting with will cow show at 10 a.m They'll be giving away a pair of 104 Fest tickets every 15 minutes today through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. That'll be on Wilco Chaz's and Carlito's show. Why not on our show? Because it's too intr- it's, it's just too intrusive. Sorry, guys. We're going to give away a pair a little later on, but every 15 minutes is just insane to break down the show. It's not the nature of the kind of show we got. Uh, people write to me at Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. Um, want to say thank you to 42Ds. That's her, that's the name she's signing. Or it's a guy who likes 42Ds. Either one. <laughs> the Casket Man in Chicopee, Mass. Uh, enjoys the show. Richie B. Thank you very much. Uh, Alyssa from Derby. And we got a we got a uh, a person here who's uh, a little upset. Not upset. He's a fan, but they're they're not happy with a certain element. Subject: retards. D, just want to let you know that I am a totally dedicated listener to you guys every morning. My only huge issue with you is your constant remarks about retards. It is an ignorant statement when you refer to anyone as that. I have worked in the field of human services for 16 years with the, with the mentally retarded, autistic, psychiatric disorders, etc. I have learned more about life and love from the adult kids that I work with every day. Ignorance is the same as racism. Would you call black people the N-word, Puerto Ricans the S-word? I don't think that you are that ignorant. So why would you call people with any type of disability retards? Like I always tell people, don't ever make fun or judge because it takes a second to be in their shoes from either a car accident, birth defect, or any other horrible accident. Please, D, try to chill out a bit with this word. Thanks, Sheila. Um, Sheila, I appreciate your uh, your position on that. Uh, Darkside Dave is a little bit free with the retard sound button, the sound bite that he's got in there. Retard. Uh, That's but, the um, one. Never, but no, you wouldn't call a black person the N-word. And Dark Side would never push that button on a person who was actually uh, mentally handicapped. 
or would you dark side? Of course not. Of course not. That would, no, no. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, I'm, seriously. I just wanted him to say it with his own voice. It's like uh, that day when we were talking about Michael Stipe and Darkside unloaded with the the CC Deville thing, and we said, you know, it's not really funny when the person actually is gay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's one thing. When it, so I mean, there's, there's a subtle difference. I I appreciate your point. I have two mentally challenged uh, nephews. Um, and certainly if Darkseid was to, if they were to walk in the room and Darkseid was to play that soundbite, I'd be the first one put, putting his lights out, okay? But I, it doesn't, it, it's different when you're calling Nick that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, and that's usually when he uses that. <laughs> you know, somebody, you know, I mean, and it's still, you say, well, does that make it right? Is it nice? No, it's not nice. But there is a subtle difference between, uh, you know, mocking someone who actually has these uh, has these issues or uh, making, I don't know, a, a mocking someone who is not utilizing the gift that he has. Does that make any kind of sense, Beth? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a justification, really, but uh, but it, there is a slight difference, Sheila. So I hope you can bear with us. Uh, we don't we're not trying to be hurtful. Uh, okay, where are we? Oh man, I could tell you a story, uh, but I'm not going to tell you it now because we got to do. When story time? When? When is story time? Well, my well, my okay, my my dad, my father, my brother has two mentally challenged kids. Okay, and uh, they play in a uh, in a in a league for these kids, a, a baseball league, mm-hmm. you know, and they get together and play. And my dad, uh, who has great intentions, <laughs> let me just say that, uh, was uh, is an announcer. Every every week he goes down and he announces for the league, and it's a really nice thing that he does. You know, he goes and he does the color commentating, and he they make a big, you know, he makes a big mm-hmm. deal out of it. So they got a guy on mic, and oh, you know, and here comes a Sammy's getting up to bat, and they make you know, oh, it make like it makes the kids feel great, you know. Yeah. And it's a really nice thing that he does. But one day, um, my brother was out on the field, who coaches the team, and he was acting like a fool doing something really foolish and my father said I says oh that's my son out there acting like a retard (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and and the place just went (laughs) and my father didn't even realize what I said my brother was like holy crap I've never (laughs) ever heard anyone put his foot in his mouth like that before that's huge well, this is the same guy who shot the vultures out of the tree in the zoo. Remember, that's a whole That's better. Story. That's better. Well, yeah, but he was, you know what I mean? How long he, did it take him until he realized? About five I don't, seconds? I don't remember, yeah, if it, when it hit him exactly. Yeah. Oh I don't think God. he realized it. said, because also you notice sort of a chill. And, uh, and and it's like, how do you get your foot out of your mouth? Oh, oh my uh, Lord. I didn't mean that. I, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know if my brother had to, t- I don't remember if my brother had to, Pull him on the side and said, Dad, you realize what you said? But I mean, he goes for a time where that word was bandied about freely. I mean, here we know exactly what Darcy knows exactly what he's doing when he's pressing that button, you know? But, but you know, back in the 40s and 30s, my dad's growing up, that's, I mean, they called people with mental handicaps retards, which they still do in Europe, by the way, in England. They have like little dishes, little bowls you can donate money for retards. It says right on the ball. No way. No way. Money for retards? Yeah. No, like little things. We donate, they'll say, you know, uh, donations for the retarded. 
They still refer to them as that. But anyway, they're not anyway. retards, though. That's it says what they retarded, call them. right? Not retard. They call them retards. They do. Yeah, in England in the eighties they did. They may have changed it. <laughs> In the last few years, but I can't they, believe I went, that. I was stunned in the eighties when they, I saw these 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 you know these donation plates. They put themselves up there as this sort of really civilized society. <laughs> Not the English. I mean, and yeah. I you know I say that having a great grandmother who came over from there, so I can kind of point the finger. But if that's, that's true, school. they they've yeah. got to come on into the two thousands. Old school. That, that's old school right there. All right, let's get a traffic update, and we'll get back into. The news. Psycho Dan, what's going on? Well, a Canadian athlete has been stripped of his medal after dropping his shorts and mooning the crowd. Steeplechaser Daniel Bluen lost his bronze medal at the Canadian Games after burying his buttocks when the head judge of the Games was standing behind him. He just said it was a playful reaction to taunts from fans and blames cultural differences for the reaction <laughs> of athletic <laughs> authorities. He had just completed the 3,000-meter steeplechase in Ontario and was immediately sent home in disgrace. He said, this wouldn't have happened in Quebec. That's an attention-getter. Uh, what do you say? Yeah. The moaning. It's, 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 I thought that was international. It's not? I guess, well, <laughs> he is claiming that there are cultural differences from province to province, so... Oh, province yeah, to province. Yeah, he said, this happened in Ontario, and he said, this wouldn't have happened to me in Quebec. Yeah, well, they're they French. They would have gotten a joke, yeah. yeah. well, that's such a bad know. thing. Well, I mean, the mooning is funny. People have to relax. New study says rap music is most likely to lead to road rage, more likely than any other kind of music. However... In particular, Eminem <laughs> was pointed to as music get, that gets drivers hot under the collars. I don't know. I mm -hmm. think uh, metal's got yeah? its... Yeah, I think we could uh, kick ass on the rap uh, music. I think some of the metal Slipknot, that's got to make you hostile. Pantera, uh, Slayer, the yeah. old school Dark Side. Don't you feel angry when you're playing that stuff? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Definitely. Yeah I, was, rage. yeah, I was noticing that the other day. Because I don't listen to music too much anymore. But I got the Drowning Pool CD, which I really like. And I put it on in the car. And that Bodies track was on. And I just felt my whole demeanor changing. Definitely was like getting uglier. Getting, the yeah. The I was getting meaner. Just driving around. I said, "Get the f out of the <laughs> I was, I'm saying, because I have listened, you know, and I don't listen much anymore. So I really noticed that. Wow, this really does sort of change your attitude. You start getting a bad attitude when you listen to that stuff. Yeah, I would be screaming at people to turn it down. Yeah. This Beth, guy. What was, do you listen to when um, you want to get a bad attitude? <laughs> like Limbaugh. You know, <laughs> something really hostile. <laughs> For some Rush Limbaugh gets mad. <laughs> I do. I don't know. As far as music, I, I certainly don't listen to anything this heavy. The other day I was in um, West Hartford Center in this car next to me. The kid had both windows rolled down. I don't know what he was playing, but he just had it cranked. And it's so intrusive into your car, and you're stopped at the light. It really oh, yeah. bugs me. <gasps> yesterday, let me tell you this. I was so steamed yesterday. I know that we'll take this diverting, but this school bus, a school bus, I saw it clearly run five seconds red, two red lights. 
No. I was so steamed. I, I really wanted to call the Board of Ed. I, I, unbelievable. Were there kids thing. on the bus? I couldn't tell if there were kids on the bus. It was going too fast <laughs> to make the lights, which it didn't. <laughs> You know, say kids plastered against the window like a Garfield stick doll or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I were, you know, bringing home eight or ten bucks an hour to haul screaming kids, I wouldn't have the best attitude. I'd be trying to make the lights, but no, no, that's you can't just wrong. do that. You cannot do that. So, whoever you were on on Prospect in Hartford, I saw you making those lights, and you weren't duly noted. <laughs> yeah. Beth, do you find that Bananarama encourages road rage? Sometimes. <laughs> Bananarama. Really? <laughs> Where did that come from? Nick. <laughs> nice, Nick. <laughs> Try to come up with something a little more current. Hey, come on. It's a road rage for Beth Lockwood I know, this right is here. kind of a happy song. I think I'd, I'd let people go ahead and cut me off if, this, if I had this song going. Go ahead, cut me off, cut cool me off. Cool summer, Beth. Go ahead. Cool summer. <laughs> Well, a Spanish university secretary is the winner at the Olive Pit Spinning Contest, propelling the pit more than 32 feet. Pretty good. The 33-year-old emerged victorious in the third annual Pit Spinning Contest. It had been won previously by this guy's uncle, who managed to spit the pit 36 feet. So his uncle is still four feet better. Wow, I guess it's genetic. Yeah, he won you know. the prize of 5,000 pesetas, which is about mm, 24 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a cherry pit spitting contest yeah. that we spoke of? There was. I guess they get together and they spit all kinds of things for distance. And what kind of olive was this? Uh, was it the black olives, which has the bigger pit, or the green olives? Well, the green olives, I, I don't green know. Green olives have no pits? Well, they take out the pit to put in the pimento. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> Take out the pit to put in a pimento, did you say? But I suppose it was probably a black olive. Hey, Frank from Waterbury says I'm a hypocrite. How am I a hypocrite, Frank? Hey, D, I gotta say this. Back in the 80s, I was backing you up big time with your fight against the PMRC. In fact, yeah. your fight actually inspired me at one point to go against a uh, televangelist on local TV and fight for it. Good man. But how can you say that the music makes you angry when that's exactly what they were saying to you guys back then? It makes people <laughs> do sexual deviant things, makes people violent. You're just justifying everything that Tipper Gore said. And my God, I'm just shocked. Are you saying Tipper was right, D? No. Well, no, I don't think I'm saying Tipper was right. First of all, they were ta first of all, Frank. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I take your point to a degree, but you can't. I think you're, you're. Uh, you're being all inclusive. It's it's too broad a statement you're making. First of all, they were dressing. They were dressed. Their whole thing. Wait a minute. Bu -bu -bu. Hold it, Frank. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna backpedal here. Okay. First of all, they were dressing lyrics. Their yeah. thing was the words. Not that it. it, it they weren't saying cited. They said there was lyrics of bestiality, Satan worship, sex. Yeah. They weren't. So that's their, their thing was the lyrics. But what you're saying, as far as the music inciting violent action. I used to take the stance that it, and, uh, and I still believe this, that it allows us to vent our aggressive emotions uh, in a, in a non-destructive way through the music. We listen to the music and get our frustrations. But this was a, a fresh observation because I don't listen to music as much as I used to. I'm still a fan of it, but I just find I listen to it less and less that I noticed that when I put it on, and I was being honest, you know, I could have just clammed up and said, you know what? I'm not going to mention anything about this because I, that I was I'm, being, I was just being honest, and, and that I, I was like, yeah, it put me into a really, 
you know, I want to say I was going on beating things up, people up, though. I don't do that, you know? Not I'm anymore. I'm all healthy venting. I'm all healthy venting here. I mean, come on. I'm a city employee down here. I mean, believe me, I, I need to vent a lot myself. We've got a vent, and that's what the music really provides. But I definitely noticed, because I, like I said, because I don't listen day in and day out anymore. I was like, yeah, man, this is sort of bringing me to like a, a harder place, you know, than I was a few minutes ago yeah. when I was listening to my kids yapping. Uh, but uh, yeah, so but so the thing at the PRC, Frank, was was a bit different. Thanks for the call, because it was, right, Beth? I mean, you were mm -hmm. the news person. Their things with lyrics, 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 right. lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, would I have got up there and defended the music, I certainly would, because I still believe it's all about venting and expressing angry emotions, and that's, it serves a very positive purpose. Okay. Anybody buying this? Gonna <laughs> 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 move on. <laughs> Venting. <laughs> well, leave it. To it is. <laughs> <laughs> leave it to Fox. They're developing another one of these reality series. I want a wife, Alaska, which may hit the air as early as uh, mid-season. It will follow four women from cities who head to Alaska in the hopes of finding a perfect mate. We know in Alaska there are far more men than there are women. So the concept will let the women select prospective husbands from a pool of about 40 guys. And then they'll decide whether to save any of the men or eliminate them. And before that, before the men learns, learn who goes, they'll have an opportunity to propose to one of the women if they so wish. So, are these going to be average-looking people? Or they're sending up some Hooters girls <laughs> who'd have no problem. Well, you know they're going to be some hotties who'd have no problem finding a husband anywhere. I think it would be interesting if they sent not traditionally attractive women. I think so. And hook them up with not traditionally attractive men. That would be reality television. <laughs> yeah. You don't get, nobody wants to see that on TV, though. They I mean, don't want reality. I mean, is it reality TV if you send four Christy Brinkley lookalikes and say that they haven't been able to find boyfriends? It's crap. Yeah. It's crap. And why Alaska? Because there are a lot of men there. No, yeah, there are. Yeah, the oil drillers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I mean, it's a fine profession, but I don't know if that's where you want to go to find your uh, prospective mate. That's not where to I would a place like to where live. Where it's dark all the time and they never see a woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe that will aid in their search if they're not Christy Brinkley types. Another stupid mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Well, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton, just when you thought they couldn't get any weirder, they now pull this. They celebrated an anniversary recently and they exchanged some gifts. Angelina gave Billy Bob two grave plots that she purchased in Arkansas. Oh, it's beautiful. Billy Bob gave Angelina watercolors he painted in his own blood. These people, the commitment here. I'm glad they found each other. Uh, really? They should just brick up the doors and windows on their house and keep <laughs> them in there. Look, honey, I got us... Matching cemetery plots. Happy anniversary. These people are so deeply in love. This is true love, mm. Beth, when you work in a medium of a person's body fluids. <laughs> I hear that she's going to make a crap sculpture of herself <laughs> out of her own duty for, uh, for Christmas. He'd love it, no doubt. It, it really, you know, it really sort of puts that hash pipe Michelle gave you to shame, Darkseid. Oh, right. 
<laughs> she should have been more creative. Unless she made it out of one of her intestines. <laughs> well, you may remember a few weeks back that Jennifer Aniston said that if she could, the one person she would like to sleep with other than her husband, Brad Pitt, would be Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Sort of a free adultery pass she got. Yeah, and, well, and Brad said A-OK with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now she's coming out with the woman with whom Brad would get a free adultery pass. Now, assume that was... Did she pick the woman or did he pick the woman? Well, it doesn't really say, but she kind of says, how could you say no to this person? Okay. That kind of thing. I'm going to say... I want to say guess, gentlemen. Gentlemen, I'm going to say I'm going to say Michelle Pfeiffer. Nick, you want to guess? Um, French Usher. (laughs) 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 Well, that'd be a safe one, you know, because you're pretty sure it never happened. (laughs) Yes, Roseanne. I'll let you go with Roseanne. (laughs) Oh, French Usher. I I mean, she's pretty hot. She's got a nice body. She's no Jennifer Aniston. I mean, body. Tapered mouth shut. Yeah, but Jennifer's a little bit. A little bit straight and boyish, you know. What do you say? Maybe uh, I saw a picture of her. She's real hot, Hillary Swank. Oh, she is really attractive. D, you're right. Wow. How did? What? what made you say that? I don't. I don't know. All of a sudden, I mean, first of all, Michelle Pfeiffer is definitely one of the most attractive women. She in was the my world. choice. She's yeah. She's also um, she's a bit older mm-hmm. and and not in his age group. So he might have fantasized about her just much as as uh, Jennifer fantasized about Steven Tyler. So I thought it might be in that direction. And she's also really classy. She's a great actress, mm-hmm. and and you know she's really just like Steven, very classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, it just came popped in my mind. I hit it on the head. Wow. You did. Wow. I wonder yes. if Michelle's like telling her husband, listen, <laughs> you know, let's not be crazy about this. How do you this. feel just, about it? <laughs> yeah, this one, you know, don't mean nothing. Let me just throw this guy one for nothing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's him. It's Brad. He doesn't get it too often. Baseball yesterday, San Francisco over the Mets 6-5. And there weren't any American League games. Some sun today, maybe a shower, thunderstorm around though, high in the mid-80s. Tonight, showers linger, 60s, and tomorrow looks good. Mostly sunny, less humid, and in the upper 70s. 67 to 8 o'clock. It's interesting. Sean and his girlfriend have a what, a list. What do you call it again? A a pass. You get, give it. You get a, a buy. Pass. Yeah. You get a buy list, mm-hmm. and 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 Brad is the one guy that that uh, Sean is allowed to sleep with. He gets <laughs> yeah. to his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Said okay, if the opportunity arises, I'm cool with that, which is yeah. nice. It's Whatever nice it takes. Take <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, so we're taking a break. Coming back, uh, hypothetically, is next. What is hypothetically? Well, that's basically where you send in your little questions, your hypothetical situations, and uh, we just sort of t- throw them into for a discussion. You know, we talk about it a little bit. It always makes for interesting radio show fodder. Although our email is down, it's not back yet. Is it by any, way, any chance, Sean? Not yet. No. Okay, so even though it is down, uh, we have plenty of hypotheticals from other days. And the new rule of the game is if we use your hypothetical, you get a decided radio prize pack. All right? So uh, be listening to see if one of the hypotheticals you sent in the past week or so is actually going to be used today. And if you want a prize pack, this is D Snyder Radio, so don't go nowhere, right? This is Radio 104. 
WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. For the love of God and all humanity. We got a problem here. The Snyder Radio. I have to control it or it will control me. That's crazy talk. Now back to the Snyder Radio. I thought the Snyder died. On Radio 104. Sean had the good fortune to head down to Long Island and hang out for a while. Went with Wilkow, actually, the Wilkow's from the island, at the uh, Twisted Sister reunion in-store that we did. And he brought his old dat recorder with him, tape recorder, and talked to a bunch of the SMFs, true fans of Twisted Sister, and... Uh, Got an interesting insight into, I don't know what. Hmm. I haven't heard any of the tape. Oh, I went through some of the tape yesterday. There's some good stuff in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, some so, interesting fans. Put it that will way. Will we be playing that tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. We'll get to, we'll get to <laughs> that tomorrow. Was he there? Uh, no, but maybe a couple of his cousins or something more. <laughs> his kin yeah. were there. But let me tell you now about something that I think is really cool. It's the March of Dimes Ride Bikers for Babies. Zero to Hero in 60 seconds. That's right. This is a benefit for the Connecticut chapter of the March of Dimes presented by Indian Motorcycle of Wethersfield, Connecticut. I ride an Indian myself, proudly. The ride is happening Sunday, September 9th. It's going to be a killer cruise going from the Middletown Elks Lodge on Maynard Street in Middletown. It's going to be a 40-mile ride throughout the Connecticut River Valley. Just a great cruise to the West to the Westbrook Elks Lodge where there's going to be a March of Dimes uh, shoreline barbecue after the ride with all supporters and riders celebrating the ninth year of this great charity event. Our goal this year is to raise $50,000 and have 1,000 bikers participate. I am the Grand Marshal. I guess that's what they call me, whatever. I'll be, I'll be cruising with everybody else. Really looking forward to it. you got to register. If you're registering actually on Sunday the 9th, get there at 9.30 a.m. And, pre- and register for the thing. Entry fee is 25 bucks for riders and passengers. And riders will be eligible for incentive awards if they collect donations that exceed $100. Bring your donations to the registration booth. Now, if you want a little pre-event registration, this is going to be a pre-event registration party Saturday, September 8th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Hooters. What a surprise on the Berlin Turnpike in Wethersfield. Participants can pre-register for the ride and pick up incentive awards with their donations, enjoy food specials, music, raffles, chicks in little skimpy outfits, and the company of fellow bikers at Hooters for this pre-registration party to benefit the March of Dimes. Okay, the ride itself starts 11 a.m. on Sunday the 9th, and I'll be leading you guys. For more information, call 800-446-9255. Extension 313, or log on to www.modimes.org. And those of you out there who want to sponsor me, some people have been writing in, contact the March of Dimes at this number or this web address and ask them how you go about doing that. Okay? All right. 
Uh, that's come fast, fast approaching as well. Got a little reaction here, as usual. People uh, want to talk about stuff that's going on. Our email is effect- is is actually down, so stuff that was sent to us yesterday, we have not been able to um, download yet. We'll get to that, I guess, tomorrow or whatever. This is stuff that's just been building up that I'm addressing. A couple of letters here. Uh, no, no, this one here says... Um, D, thanks to the most recent traffic report, I am laughing so hard that I am in tears. People around me are wondering what on earth am I listening to? What got into Psycho? Are you sure he isn't still sick? Keep up the great shows. Love the behind the music onto his sister, uh, Salamanda. Actually, we were that was we were talking about this yesterday. Dark Side was making some disgusting gestures to Psycho when Beth wasn't looking during Psycho's traffic report. And Psycho usually doesn't, like, break a f- smile. Show emotion. <laughs> show any emotion whatsoever. Yeah. But if it's at Sean's expense, <laughs> that's when you're really going to get the most out of him. Yeah. Most bang for the buck. Yeah. Was, yeah. So if you want to get him to laugh, make a fool of Sean. Or <laughs> let Sean make a fool of himself. <laughs> and you will get, you know, a big, big reaction out of Psycho Dan. No offense, Sean. <laughs> How could he take I mean, any? Sure. Well, why would he be offended? Uh, thank you to Bob O'Connor for the nice things he said about the Twist Sister behind the music. Um, thank you to Alyssa and Derby, people who just sent nice letters to me and the show at Captain Howdy at ClearChannel.com. Richie B., <clears throat> who really liked the Twisted Sister uh, tribute CD that's out in stores right now. And here we got one. It's from, uh, let's see, Mr. J. Boucher, who says, I've been a peep for almost a year now, but lately it is getting harder and harder to listen. I used to hate morning shows until my girlfriend clued me into you. Unfortunately, I've been working in an office this summer that is at the base of Sleeping Giant State Park in Hamden. Oh, no. What's oh no? Reception dead zone. Is it? You know that? I'm sure. Yeah, due to the interference that the mountain causes, I can't get a radio signal in my office. Lately, I've been late getting into work, not because I'm actually late, but because I am sitting in my car in the parking lot trying to hear five more minutes of the show. I was just wondering if you could kick some ass around Radio 104 offices and get them streaming again so that me and all the other office-bound peeps can listen while at work. Your peep, Mr. J. Boucher. Um, That is in, you know, in process. I mean, they're trying to get that happening. I know it's definitely coming. The technology has been put together. They are, Clear Channel is installing it. And uh, hopefully, not hopefully, eventually, sooner or later, it will get to Hartford and that'll be back and we will keep you informed. And lastly, I do have a letter from someone. <clears throat> this is coincidental, I said. I've got these sort of negative comment letters. I've kind of been sitting on them. Not that I try to ignore negative comments, but it's like sort of want to bring them up at certain points of the show when it seems appropriate. This is from uh, someone named Judas. It says, please allow me first to say I'm not the kind of rights advocate or ranting liberal. In fact, I'm not even sure if I'm angry or not. And as of this moment, I have no clear idea of what I'm going to say. I just feel like I should say something, I guess, even if it's not the most coherent letter ever written. <laughs> Don't be afraid, people. The letter's fairly coherent. <clears throat> So a short time ago, two or three weeks, Darkseid was relating the story of his Stevie Nicks concert experience. The first word out of your mouth in reference to this was fag. 
Oh, uh, uh, that to me? Which was uh, obviously sugar-coated way. Oh, oh, faggy. Faggy, I said, I guess. I'm making a gay comment. Um, if he had done something stereotypical of a black individual, would you have called him the N-word? I'm not attacking you. I'm not saying you're homophobic or anything. I'm however saying that this is a subtle underflow that does have an impact on people. A lot of people in the gay uh, lesbian community, like myself, have had difficulties coming to terms with who they are. Comments like that, well, they sting. Not so much because of what you're saying, but because how acceptable it is to be saying it. Again, I'm by no means saying you are personally part of some evil, bigoted factor. Quite the opposite, actually. You're one of the majority that think that being gay isn't wrong, but maybe it isn't exactly right either. Signed, Judas. Yeah, there definitely is a, uh, in society, a, uh, um, a people do, you know, joke a lot about being gay on this show. We joke a lot about it. Yet I know that in my heart of hearts, I've got no uh, problems with uh, people choosing that, you know, lifestyle in any way, manner, shape, or form, Sean. So if at any time you decide to come out of the closet, feel free. But, uh, and I know that the dark side is definitely homophobic. Oh, yeah. Oh, dark side. Totally. But he's not, he's not a basher. He's not a basher. There's no, uh, I, I really don't sense any hostility in it. I think his, his homophobia comes from fear that he himself might be gay. He fears it in some way. Oh yeah, yeah. He's afraid he might slip over to the other yeah. side. He might like it. It's not a dislike. Mm-hmm. It's a fear. There's a difference. I, uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? You no, know, you think, I'm not you afraid know? of it. I could care less what people do with their own personal lives. Just don't tell me. Don't. No, that has nothing to do with it, man. I mean, I think you hide your feelings a lot. Yeah. I, what feelings? <laughs> you were trying to be About- serious, Nick. He's not gay. <laughs> Well, no, he might be uh, he might be repressing some homosexual tendencies. I highly doubt it. Right, Nick, come on in here, buddy. Come, here. <laughs> come on. I got a big old laugh with your name right on it. Yeah, right. I don't know. Whatever. The question is, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that. You know, what I mean, I, I, I goof about ugly people and include myself in that, and I, I don't feel stung by it. Uh, and, and I truly don't find myself to be very attractive. So, I mean, I don't know if I, I, I mean, I understand that this person is saying that they're, you know, that they're feeling this thing. I can't, can't stop that. I think intent is important. And I just, it's just the way I am. I like to goof on everything. And it's not mean spirited. And I just hope that the intent shines through and that people, you know, don't take it to heart. I think that I think that that writer did I mention her name or I, by by mistake I just threw it in the recycling bin. Um, it, it, I think it's that writer is that society is kind of like not everybody has the same uh, intent that this show does, well, I and think- that is. Pretty com- people are pretty mm-hmm. comfortable with that. Just like the build- heavy people are concerned about how, uh, you know, all so many of these movies coming out are exploiting mm-hmm. them and making a mockery of heavy people. Yeah, I think it, what she says is true, is that if, if, you're, if you heard somebody in the workplace use the N-word in some, you know, you'd kind of be shocked in this day and age that somebody would say that. But if you walk down the hall and you heard somebody say, Fag, you know, you say, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that, but you certainly aren't shocked. Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier on the other, the other complaint with retard mm-hmm. was <clears throat> is um, to use it towards somebody 
in a hurtful fashion who is retarded, is gay, is uh, African American, is Hispanic, is is very different than, in my mind, using uh, somebody who isn't. Then then it's more of a, it's more joking, and it's not meant to hurt. Like, we're not trying to hurt Sean by busting his chops. And I wasn't trying to hurt Dark Side by saying that going to a Fleetwood Mac show was a little faggy. <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but sometimes this stuff does slip out of my mouth being in my 40s. It's left over from the 60s. <laughs> Japped out. These things like come flying out of my mouth. The bottom line is you can't really run a show like this and not offend somebody once in a while. I know, and we do a pretty good job of it. I, <laughs> you just can't. I, I know, I know. It's if tough. we were really PC, I mean, this is coming from me, we'd be pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. But you so, got to separate, I mean, someone, I mean, using the N-word, I mean... Uh, Nick's talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've gone through, I mean, that, uh, when you're using the N-word, that I, I think that's a, a lot different than saying retard or someone's acting like a fag or something or somebody's gay. I mean, these people, have, uh, they've gone through slavery, they've gone through segregation. I think those wounds are a lot deeper than mm. someone yeah. acting... Okay, shut up. Mentally handicapped, I think they've it's been treated like animals, they've been yeah. chained, they've been, they've been, been stuck in hospitals. Sure. I yeah, mean, gay people, people are assaulted are. on the street just yeah, because gay. they're gay. Yeah, your argument stinks. God, no. you're just, <laughs> what does that smell? Sixth so. argument. Next no, argument. I don't agree. I disagree. Okay. Okay. Nick disagrees with me. I mean, there's been persecution bad. all around, but yeah. no, you don't see. Uh, it, it's not like you, you can't tell that it is not all the time, but it's not like if somebody's homosexual, they're walking down the street. I say they face a lot less criticism or um, stereotypes that a black person might. Just Half by the sight, time, you just talking yeah. out of my ass. Well, I suppose, unless somebody wore a sign that said I'm homosexual, it was not something that you'd know are you at first saying, glance. Uh, yeah, are you saying, uh, right, if, if people who are not overt, because you're black, you can tell immediately by the color of their skin, and if they're subtly gay, they won't be able to tell? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Because I so. certainly walked down the street in my day in some outlandish outfits with some outlandish makeup and had to deal with some out, some problems. People were not comfortable with that. Well, probably yeah. So that I was mean, like my skin was a different color. Well, it's I mean that's it's highly um, it's highly not normal if I could say that to be walking around in pumps, stockings, <laughs> and be six five with a big bushy head of blonde hair. Of course, you're going to get some. So looks. then I should get my ass kicked. Uh, I'm not, well, yes, but at the same time, <laughs> I beg to differ. I mean, I'm the homophobe. Uh, but Take your best shot. I'm just saying that I, I just think that uh, r racism in terms of color, uh, I see it as, uh, I mean, those ones being a little bit deeper than somebody being retarded, especially now people um, sympathize with re retarded people more than they did in the past because Clearly they didn't know what too. it was before. <laughs> You know, there's right. just a bunch of retards hanging out in the room. They didn't know what to do. He with empathizes them. with them. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh my well, God. My brain hurts. My brain hurts. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't know what to do with the retards before. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> That's your final statement. Yeah, they didn't know to, they didn't know what retardism was before or anything <laughs> like that. So that's why they're in weird rooms and straitjackets and all that stuff. And now people are sympathizing more. But with segregation Aww. and stuff like that and what black people have gone through, that's I mean those <laughs> things are flick much, his switch much off, oh my God. Okay. Turn his switch off. We got traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's what the definition that's the definition of diarrhea of the mouth right there. <laughs> Holy crap. Psycho Dan, please help us. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Suburban Sports. Summer is here when you think outdoor sports. Think Suburban Sports in Berlin. For the best selections on bikes and kayaks, visit Suburban Sports in Berlin, your outdoor sports headquarters. Traveling on 84 East, a little bit slow from exit 43 leading up to exit 46. 84 West, uh, just before exit 60, we had a minor police activity there, but that hasn't really slowed things down too much. Then it gets slow again from exit 56 leading into the downtown tunnel. 91 South, slow going from exit 35 down to the 84 merge. 91 North, uh, near exit 33, we just had a reported accident cleared, so that should be out of the way now. Traveling on Route 2 West, we had a crash between exits 9 and 8, so that's slowing things down just a bit until you get to about exit 4, then it gets slow again, leading all the way up to the flyover. Uh, traveling on Route 5, once again, at the East Windsor and South Windsor Town Line, uh, we had a tractor that lost its cargo full of cucumbers, so that's still slowing things down just a bit. Uh, 91 <laughs> South into New Haven, uh, serious crash here. Just it's so super to see. Uh, 91 South traveling into New Haven near exit 3. We had two tractor trailers collide and crash. The backup is all the way to North Haven. Traveling on 95 South, still going from exit 54. That's the curiosity delay leading all the way up to the Q Bridge. Traveling on Route 8, it's getting heavy traveling through Waterbury. At 825, I'm segwaying with this modern rec report on Radio 104. All right, we got Ron from Southington calling it to defend next point. Ron. I don't think I want to go any further with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we've got a very good defense, and, and Nick's very... Nick, remember, you can pick up Ron's call if you want. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, guys can wrap. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I know Nick... Is, Nick is, is, is trying to say something. He's just having issues getting it out, and along the way, he is just slandering people. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just stepping on landmines the entire way. I wish my brain started operating better this early in the morning. I kind of know where you're trying to go, but you really, you're not really right. And and, and then you know, referring to the mentally challenged as retards in the entire discussion, <laughs> they didn't know what to do with retards. Now we like retards, and retards are people who who um. Oh, you know, they should be able to be retards oh. if they want to be retards. Well, we're retards of people, too. We're understanding them more. Before, they were just freaks of nature. Oh, now we're <laughs> He's killing me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We could do hypothetically for a little bit Please. here. Think, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's oh, let's man. do hypothetically. At least he's really entertaining, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's a funny little guy. folks. All so, right. So basically, let me explain to people that this is where you send your hypothetical situations to D-Sign Radio at CaptainHowdy at ClearChannel.com, and we're giving prize packs to anybody who's hypothetical we use. So, Beth, what do we got there? Well, Diesel Doug will get a prize pack. His first question is a hypothetically involving Nick. Hypothetically, Nick meets the girl of his dreams, the one girl he's meant to be with for the rest of his life. There's a subtle but noticeable difference in his actions, and all the morning crew can see he's a changed man. The one thing he doesn't know that everyone else knows, that's all of us, is that this woman is actually a transsexual. 
used to be a man? Do you burst Nick's bubble and break it to him, or do you just let the chips fall where they may? <laughs> well, there's a reason why that would might be the perfect woman for Nick. Um, me personally, hey, let the chips fall where they may. I'm just a transsexual. So she's got all the proper orifices, mm -hmm. and knowing Nick, could pretty be a pretty damn hot transsexual, and uh, you know, well, she'll probably play it if she doesn't tell him what's going on. That um, she can't have children, finds out, oh, I can't have children, and uh, they'll adopt or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd tell him. Why ruin it if he's mm -hmm. if he's if he's happy? That's he's happy. it, boy. Put the dick down. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I think I'm the type that if I found out something about a friend of mine's partner that were really damaging, for instance, some kind of serious criminal record, I would feel compelled to tell. But in this case, I don't think it's anything bad or there's anything wrong with it. And if Nick seemed happy, I think it's really her personal business. Right. It's really, a, it's up to her whether or not she wants to disclose that. Everybody has things in a past, in their pasts, that they might not want to discuss, so I'd just let her handle it. Not every woman has a penis in her <laughs> no. past, but, no. but uh, <laughs> all right, well, dark side, Dave. All right, so let me get this straight. Had a penis and male genitals yes. took off the Has junk, had the sex right? Change. Got the twigs and berries removed and that looks like a girl, right? Mm -hmm. Hormone therapy. I was assuming, that. you know, you know mm. Nick's taste. Mm. He's got pretty damn good taste when it comes to ladies. So we got to assume that, that she's a hottie. Yeah, but I, see, I think, I, I don't think I would feel, I don't know, I, I, inside I would be laughing every time I saw them together. I would be dying inside. Just well, that's a little laughing, bonus. Well, that's a little bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know and he doesn't. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't say anything. Um, yeah, dog side, he's so happy for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you, you have joke fodder for years if you told him. That's what I, I'm torn, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe if it got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore and I had to bust his ass about it, maybe I would like uh, anonymous email or, you know, hey, it's a, it used to be a man, dude, check it out. You know? <laughs> or you could just, anytime check Nick talks, out. you can play that sound check bite, it it's a man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he would, maybe hey, he'd get it. <laughs> yeah. Anytime she walks in the room, you just play those sound bites. It's a man, baby. <laughs> so you subtle. would tell, you, you would... You would get him somehow communicate to him. You feel obligated to tell him. Yeah, eventually in the long run, I, I would have to. You know. Huh. So, well, let me ask you this, Nick. Say, Darkside did break the news to you. Now, this is your dream woman. Your yeah. Dream woman. What would you do? Do it. Do you want to know? Yeah. Uh, would you want to know? And if you found um, out, would you stay? Well, that'd be tough to say. Would I want to know? Because I wouldn't know. Um, I. Uh, you can't handle the truth. Does she have like? Do she has everything you ever wanted. Do they have vaginas? Yes. Yeah. She's at all the parts. She probably yeah, can't have parts. children, and but all the other stuff works. Yeah. Then uh, let's go ahead. I would keep I'm going. telling you it works. Yeah. No. I, I think I would do it if I was if I thought she was attractive. If I thought she. No. This was, is to marry her. Where's the beef? To marry her. Um. She's good looking. She's yes. really attractive. She's your perfect woman, except. That she She's was perfect. born a man. Um. Uh. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm hanging on to the attractive thing, but at the same time, like this chick one at it one time. lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's cold. It's not wearing a girl suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all the parts are changed. I do me. <laughs> all the parts have you seen are, my wiener? Yes. All the parts are changed. I could have sex with her. She's good looking. She's attractive. Yeah. It's you don't know. Funny. So you've been with her and you have not been able to. You don't know. And and the only difference is I can't have kids. Well, I I mean well, I would, maybe the fact that her name is Troy <laughs> might be a giveaway. Yeah. But other than Bonus. That, but you don't you don't know. You you're gonna you're gonna get married. She's not gonna tell you. You're gonna be trying to conceive. I don't know what's going on. It's not working. You probably get tested. She'll get tested. We'll come back. Gee, she just you know we can't do it. We'll have to adopt. You don't know. I would say at that point, actually, if she lied to you about that, I think that's a huge breach of trust. Mm, I don't know then if I it's think- so much a breach of trust. Maybe she would just be. You know, nervous about telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, would this be a breach of trust, Beth? If up front she said, "Listen, I just want you to know, I can't have children," but lied about the reasons, said, "I just, you know, I, I have, I'm not producing egg cells mm-hmm. or or something like that." So told them up front that she couldn't have kids, hmm. but uh, but not the true reason why she can't have kids. Yeah, I could see somebody in that situation having a difficult time expressing that to a partner Mm -hmm. even though it is a big i don't know if it's so much a trust issue but uh as uh that's a tough one but if she's hot then i'm staying you know what i mean like i have no problem as long as that vagina is functioning nice beaver see and i thought you were shallow (laughs) (laughs) i'll be there we could adopt you know i already got what about if what about if you were told so you so so you're saying you don't want to be told you don't want to know um i'd rather i definitely rather not know but if i about if your friend, a friend tells you. So now you know a friend knows and you're saying, well, did he tell people? Maybe other people know as well. Uh, maybe everybody knows. Yeah, I'd have to, uh, I'd have to ask this thing that I'm dating. Um, <laughs> Probably won't want to call it <laughs> Okay, the relationship well, starts to go downhill at this point. Well, I would ask her, I'd say, hey, what's up? Were you a guy? And then, <laughs> and then if she said, yeah, and I was just, and I'd have to contemplate it in my mind. Okay, well, she's, you know, she's she's great personality. She's got that functioning vagina, and she's, you know, still makes me hot and stuff. She really knows I, what to I do with the penis. With, I guess I would have to stay. I mean, you're you're putting it as, as someone that I'm really into, mm-hmm. and if I'm into someone, I would stay with them. Dude, right on. Good for brother. you, Nick. Yeah. And I would do the same. I would do the same. Uh, Sean, just curious, would you stay? Of course I would. Oh. You would? Yeah. Sean, your girlfriend's <laughs> <laughs> We got problems. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dark Side we Dave's got, turn. Oh, we already got to take a break. One? Yeah, we got thrown off by all that oh. talk about that. All that Nick's diarrhea. Deep yeah. talk. Of the mouth. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a break. What, we can, can you tease us? What well, kind of next up, Dark Side's in the hot seat. Question about what to do a few years when Connor gets a little older. I thought he just was in the hot seat. Homophobe. <laughs> then, um, <laughs> then uh, who can we? Who would we bring back from the dead? Who would we like to be for a day? Lots of good stuff. Okay, good. Hypothetically, we'll continue on D Snyder Radio in just a bit. This is Radio 104. D Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D Snyder. I seen him go nuts. Radio 104.
Speaking of getting nuts. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I'm very fired up. On Radio Good news, modern rock fans. Radio 104 Fest is upon us Monday, September 3rd. That's this coming Monday's Labor Day. And the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater will be hosting Radio 104 Fest 25 bands for 25 bucks. And I even hear there may be more than 25 bands now. Can't contain I don't think anybody's going to complain that no. they can get 29 bands for 25 bucks. More value for the dollar. Of course, you know. Blink-182, Saliva, Alien Amp Farm, Sum 41, all these great bands are playing. You can get tickets now. It's worldtickets.com locations. Get them. They are going. It will sell out. Meadows, Box Office, Strawberries, Coconuts, LaSalle Music, Charge by phone 203-265-1501 or purchase online at radio104.com or listen all day today starting at 10 a.m. every 15 minutes till 11 p.m. tonight. Today and tomorrow. Today? Wednesday and Thursday, right, Nick? Yes, Steve. We'll be giving away tickets every 15 minutes. Not on this show, though, because, quite honestly, it interferes with our uh, programming. It's a different kind of show. But listen to Will Cal, listen to Chaz, listen to Carlito every 15 minutes for the next three days. A pair of tickets. That's sweet. But no, we're not going to, you know... Not give you nothing. Call number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. We'll win a pair of tickets to Radio 104 Fest. All right? Simple as that. And we will be signing twice. We'll get a schedule together for you. But uh, we'll be doing two autograph signing sessions on that day at the Strawberries booth. So you have a lot to look forward to as well. I'm just going to read one reaction before we get a... Um, it's not a reaction. Okay, before we get a traffic update and get back into hypothetically. This is a pretty humorous letter. It was a top pickup lines uh, used by Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought some of these were great. Here's one. Uh, hey, beautiful. What's a nice girl like you like you doing waiting in a line without bathing for 10 days? <laughs> uh, hey, you're even prettier than my fantasy girlfriend. <laughs> Here's over dark side. I may look like an Ewok, but I'm all Wookiee where it counts, baby. <laughs> oh, this, is, I don't know, this is like, you know, what really bothers me is that I actually get some of these. Uh, date or date not, there is no let's just be, f no, sorry, date or date not, there is no let's just friends be. That's for people who talk. Yoda. Talk like Yoda. Mm -hmm. uh, nice buns, princess. On your head, mm -hmm. that is. Uh, here, oh. Honey, you've been looking for love in Alderaan places. <laughs> this is the <laughs> worst. <laughs> but that's the beauty of them. <laughs> that's the beauty. Hey, if I said you had a mint first edition still in the box action figure, would you hold it against me? <laughs> and uh, my favorite, your place or my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Joe from Bridge 4 won the 104 Fest tickets. You can stop uh, calling. But again, starting at 10 every 15 minutes today, tomorrow, and Thursday. We're giving away a pair of tickets to 104 Fest. All right, Psycho Dan, give me a traffic update, would you please? Yeah, this traffic report is brought to you by Amica Insurance. Auto Home Life Integrity. Traveling on 84 East.
still some steady traffic from exit 41 leading up to exit 44, but it's not too bad after that. 84 West traffic now beginning to break up over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, still a little bit of steady traffic from exit 35 coming into downtown. 91 North looks pretty good. It's mostly delay-free. Traveling on Route 2, still going from exit 10 leading up to exit 8 where we just had a crash. Traveling on 91 South going into New Haven, it's slow going from exit 8 all the way down to exit 2 where those tractor trailers are still being worked on. Uh, the right lane and the center lane have been open though. Traveling on 95 South, slow going from exit 54 all the way down to the 91 ramps. Route 8 is delay-free. At 845, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Wreck Report on Radio 104. And thank you, AJ, for that list of Star Wars fans. Pick up lines. All right, we're playing hypothetically, and people send their hypothetical situations to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com, and everybody who's hypothetical we use, we give a prize back to. What's next? It says, good morning. Here's one mainly for Beth. Hi, Eva applies for the guys as well. Hi, Eva. Hypothetically speaking, would you have, let, or invite your mother for Beth or mother-in-law for the guys into the delivery room for the birth of your first child? For Dee and Darkside, seeing that you've already gone through this, how did it go? The reason I'm asking is my mother-in-law-to-be tells me she will definitely be in the delivery room for the birth of my wife-to-be's child. Please address this issue. I'm freaked out and don't know what to do. All right. Um, that it wasn't an issue with me on any of the four. Um, my, I guess it all depends on the relationship the wife has with her mom. I assume that if the mother-in-law be, intends to be there, the relationship is probably pretty strong. And if my wife wanted her mom to be in the room there, I, I would have no problem with it, actually. I mean, I know this guy's probably saying, gee, I thought this was just a moment for me and, you know, my wife to experience. Uh, you, you, your wife, the doctor, and the three nurses, uh, and the anesthesiologist that's standing by. So uh, there's quite a crowd in there already. It wouldn't have bothered me. And, and I'm almost actually surprised my wife, because uh, she was very close with her mom, didn't at some point ask her mom to come in to join her, mm -hmm. but she didn't. What about you, Darkside? Oh, it was a packed house. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was like almost to the point of passing out popcorn. I was mean, the whole like, clan there? Um, <laughs> while it was going down, it was uh, the doctor and nurses, right. obviously, me and Michelle. Um, her mom was there. My mom was in there. Yeah, it was a party. <laughs> was the guy who eats people. kibble in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> the no, no, he wasn't in there. First to address Shakespeare, like you said, D, I think it's really up, to, it's not up to the mother-in-law, it's up to the, really the woman giving birth, I think. If she really wants her mother to be there, she should discuss it with her husband and say, this is really what I want, and then I think it's a difficult time for her, you should probably say, all right, well, your mom and I will hang together, but if the daughter doesn't want it, the mom certainly can't insist upon being there. Yeah, out of, your, out of respect for your husband, I would think it's all, it would be only fair to at least let him pretend yeah. that he has yeah. some choice. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, but, and, but as the guy would say, that it's a real difficult thing for a woman to go through, and if she finds some comfort mm -hmm. in having her mom present, you know, you can really say no to that. You know, it's really not taking anything away from you. Um, we just don't have the same parts that women have, and it, women seem to understand those issues a little better than we do. So, uh, I, I don't know. Nick, I know I'm afraid I wouldn't to ask. want a big crowd. I, I don't, there's no way I want, I don't think I want anybody else except for 
for Glenn. If How about a video camera? That. No way. No way. You don't want a video down there? No way. Good for you. Have some I'm not even videotaping the wedding. I mean, that I'd probably want to watch. Never <laughs> mind videotaping birth. Oh, all right, Nick. I'm afraid to ask. So no, theoretically, I, this woman you marry isn't a transsexual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I would see it as I really got no choice. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything. She's the one going through the pregnancy, so I just gotta deal with the rules there, I guess, and say. Whatever you want, baby, you know? <laughs> but, uh, so uh, my hands are kind of tied there. But I don't like the whole thing of, like, you know, the woman's pregnant, and, yeah, they got to carry this thing around for nine months. But at the same time, it seems like the guys, like, don't get any sympathy for the you wife don't. being pregnant. Like, you got to get them ice cream when they want it, and you got to run around and do crap for them more so than usual. I mean, oh, you know. Yeah. Hey, guys, Nick's back. Like I'm sorry, why should you be getting sympathy? <laughs> Because, I forgot. Why? Because we're dealing with a pregnant wife for nine months. Right, she's all bitchy right. and stuff. And she's and um, gaining weight, carrying a child, yeah. having wild hormonal fluctuations, vomiting, yeah, she developing even varicose good. veins, possibly she hemorrhoids, even look good, lots of swelling in a variety school, of places. <laughs> Yeah, so we got to deal with... Getting ice cream. That's your problem? Not having, I'm old school. No, <laughs> nine months of crappy, if non-existent sex. Um, dealing with a wife who looks like crap, her ass is hanging and stuff. And getting ice cream in the middle of the night when you got to get up and go to work the next day. That's an interesting point. Here's another. Shut up. I don't even think... You would hope that you find a transsexual. Can't have children. <laughs> See, I, I mean, your wife, your wife, you're lucky because your wife kept it together through four kids. She still got a great body, looks great, and I won't get into that What do you that think that, that Suzette probably went through four pregnancies and you never noticed she was pregnant? <laughs> oh, but that's that wasn't that a hard thirty six months. Did like? you notice? No. <laughs> you didn't even notice. You're an idiot. I know. No, no, I know there are guys there who are, unfortunately, there are guys that there who are repulsed by their wife in a pregnant state. And that's un that's really unfortunate for the woman because it's something they've got to deal with going through it. I, I for one, genuinely find it to be incredibly attractive. That's and, why he uh, has four. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, I found it to be sexy. Suzette didn't. She did, but she didn't, and she didn't believe me when I told her. But uh, I really did. I mean, you know, it's, um, of course... You know, assuming it's going to go back when she's yeah. done. <laughs> Doesn't have to go back immediately. Just has to go back eventually. Uh, you know, so, uh, uh, Nick, it's unfortunate that you have to, uh, that you feel this way. I just think that guys deserve a little bit more sympathy when, you know, I guess when you have a wife, you got to do things for her. And, you know, uh -oh. when she's pregnant, pregnant Dark for agreeing. you got to do even more for Speak her, on you know? it, brother. Is that I, what you're saying? Yeah, I, I, I agree with him to a certain point. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely agree that, you know, okay, granted, she's the one that's pregnant. She's the one going through all the, all the torture. But in return, the torture that she's going through, when people aren't around or whatever, she's going to push it right back on the guy, right back on the husband. And, I'm, you know, it wasn't like totally torture for me. But, yeah, there's a lot of give and take. Uh, yeah, I would way rather be you. Well, that's I right. That's that's that. what I mean. I, he's saying, you know, okay. So this is okay. So he's trying to clean up what Nick's saying, and <laughs> and basically that you know that we share in uh, we're on the receiving end of any frustration or discomfort that you may be feeling. 
you, the woman, may be feeling. Right. Uh, we're the closest to you, so if your hormones are raging or if you're in, in comfort or, or pain, we're on the receiving end of your frustration and anger. But... What Beth just said is the bottom line. Rather be there than on the other side. Yeah, Rather be the one I... being bitched at uh, than be the one whose who's, uh, you know, um, who's, uh, uterus is, like, is exploding yeah. in her body. For at God's what sake. point in the nine months, Dark Side, did a large object rip out of your private parts? This morning we took crap. Not that part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Beth, but you got to think about it. It's like, a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and another boy. It's that's, give or take. That's one day that you got to deal with oh excruciating pain. Oh, the rest of the time, like the, the rest of the time, it's the, a breeze. We all know, all the guys know that we're going out working and stuff and catering to her needs while she's sitting there, pregnant, eating ice cream and watching. I don't think I know. And watching. I think I might know one woman who didn't continually work almost up to the end of the pregnancy. No, they don't do that. They take off. They sit there. They You're eat so ice full cream. Of it. They bitch about men and they're asking for what they Difficult deserve. Difficult to believe we bitch about men. <laughs> And you're just Listen sitting there yourself. waiting for Rosie O'Donnell to come on. Oh, God. <laughs> While we're up there in the trenches it. trying to scrape up any kind of cash Boys. we can <laughs> to provide for our wife and our future child. While you sit there and ask for more <laughs> cherries on top of the ice cream when there are no more cherries <laughs> or stupid hot fudge in the fridge. Yeah. While your ass continues <laughs> to sag down to the floor and then we got to attempt to be excited to have sex with you. Let, me, know like that. Let me just say this about that. He's an idiot. <laughs> and reason, I don't think anybody even buys it anymore. Save a tree because your emails fall upon deaf ears. Uh, yeah. yeah this is, uh, Mary from Manchester is on the phone. Mary. Yeah. Why do you let you me talk? It's just, I know. Good question. I, mean, I don't. It's just. It's hard. He's. I don't know. He hasn't like opened up like this in a long time. It's outrageous, isn't it? Oh, it's awful. If I was in the same room with him, I'd hurt him. I know. I'm yeah. not. Luckily. Yes. I mean, so you've been pregnant. Uh, yes, twice. And right. sex and was great. So I, well, I thought sex was great. Yeah. Dark side. Dark day. side. Oh, you're in so much trouble when you go home today already. No, I mean, you're trying was, to compound it? It was cool and all, but it wasn't as good as, like, you know, no bun well, in the oven. Not for you, but for us, the hormones are raging. Things feel better than it did before. Uh, well, it's oh, tough oh, for see, Michelle when you weigh 300 pounds, Dark Side Dave, <laughs> to right. be a little yeah. more careful. <laughs> no wonder Connor has a flat head. Dude, dented. Mary, I, I mean, you know, that's so Mary's saying, so Beth, you have this to look forward mm. to, that actually it feels it's more enjoyable on your end because of your condition. Is that what you're saying, Mary? Yeah. Right on. And go. I didn't sit home eating ice cream. I did go to work. Oh. I was a waitress. That, Mary, a waitress. You don't, even have to, don't even dignify Walking this idiot with an there. explanation, okay? <laughs> because, I mean, that is so nuclear family. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, I don't know what to do. for him when he gets married because the woman he marries is going to kill him. <laughs> who do you yes. feel sorry for? I feel sorry for her. My yeah, God, who's yes. going to marry him? Then I have to put up with him. Uh, unbelievable. Hey, James from Simsbury's on the phone. Thanks, Mary. He says he likes he likes when his wife was pregnant. Your wife has been pregnant, James, obviously. Yes, yes. And I wanted to find out from you guys what you thought. Did you find that your wife had a very distinctively sweet smell when she was pregnant? That different smell than she ever had before? Um, 
I mean, not, not, yeah. not an awful, wretched smell, but it was no, just no, a no, no, no. A different. I don't, you know, I honestly don't remember, but I do. I honestly, genuinely remember. <laughs> no, I don't remember my wife farting. She didn't even fart under those circumstances. No, but I do remember just digging the whole thing, man. I don't know. It's just an, it's just an incredible thing to see, and to, she's got your child in there, Nick. Right, James? I mean, this oh, is like... Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it, it's specific. I mean, it was so funny. My wife would be like, how come you're sniffing me? Why Why are you sniffing me? It's like, <laughs> the body put off a weird, a weird, sweet smell when she was pregnant, and the whole thing was just, it was just completely incredible. Unbelievable. I, you, I mean, you're not talking about down there or anything. You're talking about the rest of the body, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the whole body. The yeah, whole I, I, don't rem- body at all. I don't remember that specifically, but that's a good bonus, see? What the hell is that smell? Thanks, James. <laughs> Now look, look at this. Jeff from Danbury's on the phone. Hey, Jeff. How are you, D? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. I just wanted to say two things. First of all, it's good to see the old Nick back. You know? <laughs> yeah, where was he? It's been a long time since he ran his stupid mouth, and I love it. Yeah, he's been kind of quiet for a while. I guess that's one of the reasons why. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, a bumblebee. Technically, it shouldn't be able to fly, but it does. And I just, he just, I haven't heard you like spout like that in ages, right, Jeff? He hasn't really gone off like that in a while. You know what it is? It gets pent up inside of him, and since nobody's sticking anything up his rear, he's got to vent it somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> Pressure release. The flip side of that, though, is when my, my, my wife was pregnant, I've never seen a more beautiful woman. So there's, a, there's another side of it. Oh, yeah. We, you're not saying that you necessarily agree with him, but it's pretty funny to yeah. listen to. I never, I never agree with him, but I don't ever want him to stop running his mouth. <laughs> you know, me neither. He's been kind of quiet lately. I don't know what happened. So well, explain it, Nick. Thanks for the call. You had explain two tirades today. Yeah, well, what's, ah. what's the deal? Was it just I pushed your right buttons here, or... Yeah, you I think were, you, you hit me with the whole retards in black thing, and then the pregnant thing is just hot-button issues for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Those are your hot buttons. <laughs> <laughs> retards retards and pregnant women. Yeah. Those are my hot-button issues. Not like abortion. That's um, not one of your hot-button no. issues. No. Oh, well, do we have to take a break? Are we doing another one, or is that it, or what? We've um, only done two. Yeah, we'll do. Well, uh, we'll that's s- the nature of those things. I know, I know. Yeah, we'll uh, let's try to fit in one more, and then we'll take a break. Oh, I want to pick a really okay. good one. Okay, well, I'm Alan from Milford. Tempting as it is to pick up your call, the devil made women pregnant. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're gonna have to let this go. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Oh, God. Well, I guess I'll just do this one because I've had it for a while. Suppose for a moment, Dark Side Dave, Connor is a teenager. And you happen to be in his room and come across a half ounce of marijuana. Do you sit Connor down and explain to him the dangers of drug use? Or do you keep the bag, twist up a fatty, (laughs) and smoke it? Or, C, do you check his rolling technique and share a blunt with him? (laughs) Hmm. I don't... uh... I didn't never really put much thought into it, but I guess um, it would definitely. Well, it would be confiscated. I mean, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> Just due to the fact that he'd probably get better stuff than I was getting. Was um, <laughs> 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 always I'd be like, "What the hell is this? Swag <laughs> weed? <laughs> no son of mine is smoking swag." <laughs> no, I would have to look would, at the seeds and stems in this thing. What did you pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> Who sold you this? I'm gonna kick light side's ass. <laughs> Dirt. I would have to no. I would have to sit down with the boy and explain to him, you know, and tell him that in my own personal experiences growing up, and um, 
tell him that, you know, how old did, did they say he was? 14. <laughs> yeah, I would tell him he have to wait a while. Teenager. Yeah, to make his own decisions. You know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it and say, oh, no, pot's bad. This is bad. This is bad. Because, you know, you got to be honest, I was there, you know, so. You are? <laughs> yeah, I was. I had, I had my bouts back in the day, old school. So I would, I would have to, I would sit down and talk with him, but it would be confiscated. I think the big problem, would you flush it? In front of him? I think that'd be a nice lesson. What are you insane? It would be confiscated. It would be confiscated. But the big thing you have to do, un- what's so unfortunate about marijuana is that it, it's illegal and that it could ruin, really have serious consequences for a kid's life if you get caught with it. Yeah. You know, there are some schools that look at that on your record yeah. and you'd have, you, you, know, you get arrested. That's the problem with it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I would definitely talk to him and tell him, mm-hmm. give him the ups and downs, but I couldn't sit there with a clear conscience and say no it's bad you shouldn't do it i couldn't i couldn't do that just because then i'd be a hypocrite about it you know because Why? I was you would there. not necessarily if you you did something and learned from it does it make you a hypocrite to now say it's bad well it's been a while but i did learn that you know there's nothing it's really not that big of a deal that's what i learned from that I, you know other things in my past that i've done yeah okay it's a big deal you shouldn't do this and i can honestly tell him that but about that i mean i think he should definitely wait until he's old enough and more mature but I couldn't sit there and, and chastise him about it because, you know, hey, it's only weed. <laughs> Michelle's listening right now. She's going, oh, crap. I'm taking okay. the joint Michelle's, away from Michelle's going, I'll handle me, this one. Give me that. <laughs> this is my field. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I I'm, don't really think about it too much. But like the what ifs, mm-hmm. I find out one of my kids is getting high. You know, how I'm going to handle it or whatever. I sort of don't think about it. Why don't I think about it? My wife and I don't get high. We haven't gotten high, you know? So, uh, we really don't, not something we, that's around too much. So we don't think about it sort of as reality, but I guess it really is. Not sure how I'll handle it. You know? I mean, I don't necessarily think, uh, this is uh, potheads everywhere. You're not going to like to hear me say this, but I don't think it's evil. I don't think it's like that big a deal or that bad, but I think it weakens you. I think it, I think drinking, Weakens you. I think smoking pot weakens you. It dulls you. It do, it does dull your potential. It dulls your things. senses. And I always tell my kids, dude, <laughs> let everybody get wasted because we dominate. Those of us who was clean and sober, we dominate, and it just makes you stronger by being straighter. You know. So uh, that said, I think uh, I think Molly Cruz sold more records than I did. Uh, <laughs> they were getting pretty damn high. Uh, but you know, I mean, I, I don't think it's like a bad thing. But I just, that would be more my thing is to basically, listen, you know, it's not heroin. You're not doing hard drugs. But I don't think it makes you stronger. I think it makes you weaker. You should think about that. Because that's what I'm all about, being strong, dark side. That's right. So, uh, you know, but I mean, uh, but I, you know, people, plenty of people light up a joint at home to chill out at the end of the day or whatever. And I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Teach your own. Just not my kids. I don't know. What about you, Beth? Um, I mean, you don't even have kids or whatever. Yeah. Oof, I wouldn't want to be in the room with a big bag of pot and you coming in. <laughs> hmm. I, I don't... Yeah, it's tough. I, I certainly wouldn't tell them that it's okay for them to go ahead and do it. I think, like I said, I, I don't necessarily think that it should carry the weight that it does legally, but the reality is that it does. And uh, I, I would hate for something... 
like that to have a negative impact on my kid, either like you said, D, by making them not really live up to potential, by by weakening themselves, or by possibly really getting into serious trouble because of yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, is the it, illegality of it. Which I don't think is right. I, mean, I don't it's either. It's legal to, to have a drink. It's illegal to smoke a joint, but but it is tech, mm-hmm. it is illegal and it can get cause you problems. I mean, I would I would, yeah. I mean, they would be in there'd be some trouble, but I I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't think it'd be as severe as Nick thinks. I certainly <laughs> would not fly off the handle. I think I would try to handle it in a different way. But I, I don't know. Nick, it's, it's tough. You're on a roll. You walk in a room and Nikki the third <laughs> has got a joint rolled up. Behind his ear. <laughs> Reminiscent of a situation that uh, you were once in, I believe. <laughs> and he's playing your old rat records. Hey, What's bring happening? Bring on the bitches! <laughs> Ooh, uh, that would be a really difficult one. To be honest with you, I, I don't know how I, I would handle that. I would probably say... Uh, would you rip off his shirt? I would have to rip off. I would rip off my shirt. So <laughs> let the him fear know that got I into him? meant business. Yeah, my own shirt. But uh, I don't know Hulk's because up. you know, I, a lot of kids I think start smoking pot sooner than they drink. Now it's just mm-hmm. easier for them to get. It's harder for them to get alcohol because of the age difference. I think but, that's true. But with marijuana, it's easy to get in school and stuff. So that'd be a difficult. I'd have to talk to him and say, "Listen, man, you do what you got to do and make your own decisions." But you can't say. That's your kid. It's a kid. <laughs> yeah, but I would no. I would sit down with my. I would set him straight and just. Dickhead. He's gonna have to learn the hard way and you know deal with ramifications of being an idiot and say. Yeah, but if you could save him from learning the hard way and tell him the way you learned, you know, and cut that corner. Yeah, I, th- I guess I would have to tell him that you know as as. Huh, as little of a thing as you might think it is, smoking a joint or something like that, it could uh, it could really screw up your family. Parents look down on you, you know, screw up things in school for you and whatever. Sports, you know, mm-hmm. it could take you off a sports team. It could do a lot of bad things t- for you just to get high for like an hour, you know. Look at that. Nick's actually like mm-hmm. thinking about it and no, pondering. Well, no, no. I, happen, I, I'm serious about kids. Like if I ever, um, if anyone, if I ever fool anyone into having kids with me, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll have to, I'll set them straight from the start. I'll, I'll be good like that. You know, but I think I'm going to work on a dog for a while. I think I should get a dog first <laughs> or something, you know. Saw the dog and see how that works yeah. out. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your questions. And everybody whose question we used today, we'll get a decent radio prize pack. we got to take a break now. We're coming back. Of course, we'll do more hypothetically next week. Each week we do a, um, a break of hypothetically. Beth, news is next. Is. Are you ready for that? Or you need to re- <laughs> okay. It is. I thought we were right, doing we'll the prison regroup. thing. Something's next. It'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll be D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I offended. He has a name. You call him by his name. D. Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buslin. There's, there's something. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder. This is the privilege and responsibility we share. On Radio 104. See what we got going on here. Oh, later this week, Ask D. Snyder Radio. Always enjoyable. 
Always enjoyable. But now I want to tell you how you can win my Sea-Doo GS two-seater personal watercraft worth uh, seven grand. It comes with a trailer and everything. It's a 2001. Been having a blast this summer. Well, now through September 3rd, which is only a few short days away, you can register to win my Sea-Doo. The Snyders have it for the summer, but I'm giving it up on September 6th to one lucky listener. There's two locations you can register at. Be sure to get down there and do it. Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury, where I got the Sea-Doo from. Say hey to the owners, Bob and Phil. Or Humphreys East in New Haven. And remember, Radio 104 is there every Thursday night from 10 to midnight. But you can register there anytime it's open, I guess. Just fill out a little, you know, form, put it in the box. And on, uh, I'll be doing a drawing September 6th. I got the Sea-Doo for the summer. Register now. Make it yours forever. It is seriously a blast. Oh, hit that right on the nose. Let's start that music again. Okay, I do have some reaction here. <laughs> We've decided we're going to do the prison bitch name generator <laughs> next. Um, but I want to get some reactions here from people. Beth. Brett from Manchester sent a letter to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. Uh, amongst other things, he loves the show and stuff like that. Just say some nice stuff. Uh, but I think Nick's, Nick is the coolest dude, and Psycho needs to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shashi from Waterbury. Also, uh, Aiden. Uh, he says that another station was dissing our show. Take your best shot, boys. Take your best shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to, you know. I just, I guess I'm more comfortable with stuff like that because I know I can beat up all the other morning show guys. Um, <laughs> gives me a little extra confidence. Sarah, thank you for your letter. And Josh, uh, thank you very much. I'm remembering correctly, you said something about ago, best of D Snyder Radio CDs. Oh, is this true? Yeah, well, in part of his letter, he's asked about the best of D Snyder Radio CD for charity that we were talking about doing. We're working on that, Josh. We are working on it. We're putting that. That's coming together. We're going to take our D-Day 1 and D-Day 2 CDs, try to combine them, sell them for cheap price locally, you know, so people can get a hold of the stuff, and all proceeds go to charity. We're working on that. Um, ben from, uh, Ben, Jen from Stores saw the behind the music, and uh, she said one thing she noticed is that she had forgotten how crazy I was and how crazy and made up the band was. You forgot that? <laughs> well, don't forget anymore. The Monkey wrote a letter here. It says, uh, D, I was watching an episode of Friends. It was the one where they watched a video of when they went to the prom. Rachel's date was late and Ross was going to take her. Dude, in that behind the music, you look like Ross back yeah. in the day with that big <laughs> caterpillar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the hair is so true. <laughs> It was the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Early 70s. Like Early I had reached puberty. I was proud that I could grow a mustache. Yeah. Oh, no. I never saw my dad with hair or mustache like that in the 70s. You people. Your dad wasn't a freak. <laughs> I was. Good point. Okay. A couple other letters. Uh, Cher says, I was sitting on I-91 yesterday in traffic behind a car with 11D Euro stickers on the bumper and trunk. You're not just going to the coast, D. The car had Canadian plates. Ooh, they love me. I've got, I've got my, I've got peeps all over the world. Uh, and the last letter comes from Sona Woman. It says, "Deep, 
I just had dinner with a friend of mine who lives in Brantford. Told me that a few weeks ago he was out with his wife and daughter at the Cracker Barrel on the shore. I think that's down in Milford. Anyways, he uh, immediately recognized you uh, and your kids. It was a Sunday night. My friend was wondering where your wife might be. Why? He had plans. Anyway, continuing. All of a sudden, he spotted her across the crowded restaurant. A blonde bombshell, stunning body, minimal makeup, definitely a badass. He said he knew in one look she was Suzette. He said she looked like she could seriously do some damage to anyone who got in her way. <laughs> That's her. She's 5'3". But she has, a, she has a way about her. She says she immediately thought of Martha Quinn. Anyway, just had to let you know that you made my friend's night, even though he was too nervous to come up and approach you at Cracker Barrel. Um, why is, well, well, you know, I appreciate that, but usually I don't, I only mind people that come in the middle of the meal or something like mm -hmm. that. But if it's like, you know, after the meal or whatever, you come over and say hello, it doesn't bother me. It's when you, you know, your food's warm and people come over and start talking to you and you got food in your mouth and, you know, it's kind of, that, that's a little bit awkward, but. I think when you're with your family, people are less likely to want to invade your space. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I really do. I mean, you know. But it doesn't, you know, don't be afraid to say hi. Hey, man, how you doing? Love the show or whatever. Hi, I always say hi. I'm always pleasant, right? Yeah, we love to thanks hear stuff lot. like that. Yeah, well, thanks a lot. Keep listening. And then, uh, you know, then uh, let me get back to uh, attending to my children. Okay. The other day, someone sent an email. Who was it who sent an email to us? Do we have a copy of that? Anybody? Because you got to give credit mm -hmm. to people. But she have a prize pack, for God's sakes. Um, Kristen from Vernon. Kristen from Vernon sent, hipped us to a prison bitch generator website. Prison bitch, not, not prison bitch generator. Prison bitch name generator. That would be a very different generator. Uh, and we said, oh, man, this is too cool. We didn't use it. We didn't go there. But we want to find out what our prison bitch names might be. So uh, what do you got to do, Doc? So you got the website brought up here. First name uh, and last name. And put in your first name and your last name, yeah. and then it tells you what your prison bitch name would be. Yeah. Is it just for okay. boys? No, it just says, going to prison soon, wondering what it'll be like, uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, that's a good question. Are there female... If you're in a women's jail, mm -hmm. are you a can you be a prison bitch? I don't see why not. Can you be somebody's bitch? Oh, yeah. You can be. Okay. So who's going first? I guess I'll go first. I'll take okay. I'll t take the uh, plunge. All right, put my name in there. Spell it right. Very excited, you son of a bitch. If you were going to prison, you think it would be for some kind of white collar crime day or something violent? Oh, I can't read this. <laughs> really bad. Fox, um, I've got the computer. Your prison bitch name is excrement eater. <laughs> 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 we'll give you guys out wow. there the address. Hey, hey, call up. Uh, by the way, if you want to find out what your prison bitch name would be, give us a call at 860-666-4444, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll t try out. So I'm excrement eater. Yeah. Do wow. I think it would be white collar? Um, no. I fear... I, I, I have a, a fear of my life being ruined um, um, by... A violent action on my part Oof. that causing me to get in trouble. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely calm and everything like that, and good. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not explosive or anything like that. But I don't like people hassling me, mm -hmm. 
and I'm in a position, like just the other day I was reading that Scott Staff from Creed was out at a club down in Florida and some guy said to him, came up to him on the dance floor or whatever, said, hey man, you should have stayed with your old band, Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scott basically said something to the fact that, you know, the, the, the magazine said, Scott said to him, are you disrespecting me? I don't know if he actually said that, but it got into words with him and he wound up punching the guy. And, uh, you know, and uh, so, but so I could see situations like that where someone thinks that they're going to have some fun at my expense, I have great difficulty swallowing anything. Like that time you almost went after the kid at the ski mountain. Yeah, you know, like that. So, and uh, and what happens with situations like that is things can escalate, and someone can be hurt. And if someone gets things escalate to a certain point, and someone gets hurt badly. Suddenly, you're up on charges. You know, and then suddenly your whole life could change in a minute. So your ex you're what? Then you're ex I'm an excrementator. <laughs> I'm an ex, and then I'm an excrementator like that. <laughs> so uh, that's the problem. So um, I, anyway, so I do have a fear of that. So, but I, but I'm not going to be excrementator. Good. Well, who's next? Get right in there. Who's on Beth? Why not you? All right, throw me in there. See Dive in, honey. See what I am. Last name. Lockwood. Just like it sounds. Submit. Yes. I do get uh, questions. Uh, yeah. Do you do get questions? Yeah. How do Beth's you prison name will be Famous Anus. Oh my God. It's <laughs> 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 pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going to a men's prison. <laughs> now they use broomsticks and stuff there, don't they? Oh, I oh, tell you what, that's enough to really keep me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> Famous anus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dark side. Oof. All right. <laughs> You're next. I'll put it in mind. Hold on. Yeah, none of this dark side Dave stuff. That's yeah. already that's that's your radio bitch name. Mine says the coolest dude in the world. All right. Oh man, mine's rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself one. Go ahead. <laughs> rim <laughs> rim shot. And it's not because you tell a lot of funny jokes. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Look with the bend over, yeah. bend over. Bubba's gonna drive you home. Right. Oh well, Nicholas Lentino. Decided Let's good. see what you got, my friend. Are you going to prison? Nervous you're folks. thin. Yeah. You're attractive. <laughs> Some might say you're a pretty boy. You're uh, you know, a big man. <laughs> what is it, dark side? Butt blaster. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't that be your name? <laughs> No, <laughs> so with rimshot. <laughs> but I'm, I'm noticing a trend on the names here. Is anybody else noticing that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it seems to all revolve around the back door. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's why I think it's designed more for guys and girls. All right, Sean, let's see what you got there, man. Let's put Sean's name in there and see what he's going to come up as. <laughs> Awesome dude. Ham gurgler. Robin. <laughs> R O B B I N S, right? Yeah. All right. The wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might stick. <laughs> no. Maybe because you're a new keeper. Radio 104 name. Yeah. <laughs> the wanker. Yo, know, I never had a catchy thing to call you because you're not the intern anymore. Right. You're Sean, Sean the wanker. Sean, <laughs> Sean the wanker. Just call him oh, wanker. Great. Wanker. Sean, there we go. Let's call it wanker. Hey, English what about Dan? Thing, yeah. Put Dan's psycho Dan's name in there. Let's see what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. 
Get Williamson in there, man. And we got a whole bunch of people lined up here who want to find out what their <laughs> bitch name's going to be. Dan's is cream of meat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. We got, okay, we got a listener on the phone. Uh, who we got on here? Oh, are, you, are you there, man? Yeah, Simon. Simon. What's the Simon? We need the last name, dude. Simon Hex. Okay, H E C H T, Dark Side. You got it. Okay, so this you can take this prison bitch name with you just in case. <laughs> Tell your friend, Simon. That uh, your new prison bitch uh, name uh, is Simon, your new prison bitch name is Goo Gobbler. <laughs> no! Oh, dude! Oh, oh no! <laughs> that is terrible. You know, we've got a lot of guys listening on the inside. They're dying right now, I'm telling you. They are dying. They're running around saying, turn on T. Snyder Radio. They're doing prison bitch names. All right. We've got Henry Komelski on the phone. K-O-M-E-L-S-K-I. How's it going, Henry? Awesome, man. Good. All right. You ready for your prison bitch name? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Henry, your prison bitch name is Glory Hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're very popular. Not as popular as I am, famous Amos, but they like you just the same. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right. Work on it, Glory Hole. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's give Agnes Gargas a uh, prison bitch name. Gargas is spelled G A R G A S. Hey, Agnes, how's it going? Good. Have you ever been in prison? No. All right. Well, here's a name for you. You can take with you in case you do go to prison. What do we got, Dark Side? <laughs> Manhole. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, Agnes. That's, that's, I hope nobody uses that on... <laughs> yeah, who's more popular than you, Beth? You're famous Agnes. I know, manhole. I know. I think right. you got me beat. <laughs> All right, Agnes. All right, so you got, okay, one last. We got a couple more prison bitch names to give away. We got Agnes, we got Simon. Let's go to Brian Fissette, dark side, F-I-S-E-T-T-E. Brian Fissette. Hey, Brian, what's going on, bro? Brian? I think he left. Uh, uh, he, he had the coolest one of them all, too. Well, he's listening. Tell him what it is. His was hung like a horse. Wow. Mm. Oh, dude. All right, one last one here is Mike Carroll. All right, Mike, you there? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. It's C-A-R-R-O-L-L. -L. All right, Mike. You ready for it? Sure am. Okay, is this Mike from Berlin? Yeah. Okay, Mike from Berlin. Let's see what your prison bitch name is, dude. His is the Scat Master. The Scat Master? Yeah. That actually sounds like legitimate. That's not like, you know, yeah. what was mine again? Excrement Eater? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike, you, you, you'll be dominating over there, man. Take that with you. Oh, okay. We got to take a break. One last one. Zalman Nakamovsky. <laughs> Zalman Nakamovsky. Zalman Nakamovsky. Is Zalman on the line? No, I just oh. figured we'd do that. I think it's N-A-K-H... I M O V S K Y. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. That sounds like it's it. <laughs> All right. All right. Zalman would be mayonnaise queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 one last one. One last one. Todd Thomas, <laughs> our program director. Let's find out what his prison bitch name will be. Well, I'm sure he's on pins and needles in his office. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> 
butt whore. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making that up? Look, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna, that's Prison Bitch Day. What's the address if people uh, want to go there? What's the web address? Uh, name.com. Oh, wow. That's easy. Yeah. Prisonbitchname.com. Oh, one word. Okay. So have fun at work and everybody get a prison bitch name. And you people in prison... You've already got yours, so don't bother going there. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll get into some uh, some email. People writing to me all the time, so uh, we'll check some of that out. Stick around for more D-Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. We've got a problem there. It needs to be cleaned out. Hey, D, what's up, man? This is Mike Lestay. Good morning, sunshine. My peeps are here. What is up? D-D-D Snyder. I'm in your corner. I can see that. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I'm trying to convince people that this is actually happening. On Radio 104. All right. Show's coming, getting close to the end. This prison bitch name generator is hours of fun. We're putting in everybody we've ever met. I know. And nobody gets spared, which no. is great. Everybody, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody takes it. In the, everybody takes it in the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, whether they like it or not, famous anus. Thanks. Uh, uh, Thanks, Man Hole. <laughs> Man Hole. That was a brutal one. Uh, go on forever. Hey, uh, the Rockets. It's awesome. They made the Eastern League playoffs. And we've got a four-pack of tickets to give away to one of those playoff games at New Britain Stadium. <laughs> Just be calling number 10 to 860-666-4444, and you'll get that four-pack, which is great because you can take family, you can take friends. And I've been to a Rockets game. It's a beautiful stadium. It's a great night out. Uh, so give us a call right now, and you can join the fun. And a lot of these games are just selling out. Figure the playoffs, this will be a tough ticket to get. New Britain Rockets doing us proud. Okay, uh, well, I do have some reactions here, things we've been talking about, people writing to me, Captain Howdy, at clearchannel.com, so why not take care of business right here, Beth? What do you think? Yes, Okay. First, some thank yous. People write to me just to say wonderful things, glowing things. Uh, Kristen from Bristol, Connecticut, thank you. thanks a lot for hanging. Um... She's not a fan of the radio station format, matically. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like the changes it's gone through, but so listen, still listens to our show. I have actually got lessons, letters from people who have been unhappy with the format and left our show as well. Right. <laughs> I appreciate. Uh, I don't think that it's fair to the show. I don't. I don't think it's yeah. fair to anybody's show to abandon a show you like because you don't like another part of the of the the day, you know? I mean, just think of it like uh, your workplace. You're not in control of everything that happens at your workplace. You can right, really exactly. only control your area of it. Exactly. By the way, Joanne from Farmington won the Rockcats playoff tickets, so you can stop calling now. Thank you, Trom from West Granby, and yes, I do snore, bro. <clears throat> I got a problem. Uh... <laughs> Casket Man, again, from Chicopee, Mass. What a nice letter. 42 Ds, again. A lot of people, you know, they just, just gush, they gush. Jilly in Brookfield. Thank you for your wonderful letter. And Maria Van from Cromwell, Connecticut. I appreciate the letter as well. Now on to some mail. 
Why is a letter from Diesel Doug? Says D, just an observation from a Yankee fan. But lately, I've noticed Beth and Psycho have been pretty quiet with all the Red Sox talk. Well, guys, there's always next year the true Red Sox battle cry. Signed, Diesel Doug. I will say that I don't think at any point during the year that I was talking a big game. I mean, well, I, I've lived a Red Sox fan long enough to <laughs> count my chickens before they're hatched, Doug. I don't, I don't think that I fly my mouth off all that much. I know better. I mean, I'm very Whoa. hopeful through the season, but I don't say things like, you're going to go down, because I, I certainly know better. I mean, I was a Whalers fan and a Red Sox fan my whole life. Poor thing. I know. Uh, are they complete, Are they? They're not completely out of the running. They still got any no, kind of shot. Not at all. Uh, they're in the hunt for the wild card. Yeah. Uh, I think they're a couple of games behind Oakland. They got to go on. But there's a run though. But there's still. I mean, they could win the division. There's a little over a month of baseball mm-hmm. left, and they're on. They're four games behind the Yankees. I mean, lots of things could change in that last yeah. month. And I, my mind, you know, with moving and planning a wedding has really not been on baseball as much yeah. as it usually is. So. I have. I'm not following it as diligently as I do most seasons. How's uh, how's psycho? Has he been talking any trash, or is he? Uh, he's a little despondent, down? but I think he's still hopeful. He, he doesn't really. He's not really a trash. I don't know a lot of Red Sox fans who. I, I'm sure there are going to be people who say that it's not true, but. I mean, we don't talk a lot of, like, <laughs> we're going to kick all of your asses, trash. <laughs> you bunch of losers! Just wait till it happens. Exactly. <clears throat> Here's one that says, uh, D, I'm a fairly new listener to your show, and I have to tell you that I absolutely love it. I can take the childish bathroom humor. I can take Nick's fascination with his and other people's anuses. But what I can't take is you bad-mouthing Madonna like you did Friday morning. I've been a huge fan of her since 1984, and although my musical tastes have changed since I was in the fifth grade, she has remained a constant. She's a have whore. You, have you ever met her? How can you call her a slut? Just as you were in front of Tipper Gore Hoo-ha. making a point that despite the way you look, you are a drug-free family man, what Madonna projects to the public is just an image. You should know that being in the business and all. If you want to talk slut, talk Courtney Love. Thanks, Aloe Vera. Hoo-ha. She had a really well, good argument until her last sentence. Because it sort love? of defeated her whole... I was really with her. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, good point. But then she just sort of did exactly the same thing she accused you of doing. So you think like the stories we hear about her horning it up and stuff are not true? They're just hype? About you Madonna know, like, or Courtney Love? Well, like I heard that Madonna... I, I mean, I, I think this is pretty much uh, a fact... That she and Sandra Bernhardt and somebody else to go cruising around for guys in the limo, pick up guys and you know have their way with them and stuff. So she can't isn't allowed to have a good time, but Cece Deville's allowed to tell the magical shower bus story. He's a whoremonger. <laughs> 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 All right. Subject: Bjork. Uh oh. <clears throat> okay, Dee. Now I'm really curious. What's up with you and Bjork? She's never been my fave or anything, but I guess I never thought enough about her to think negatively either. You must have loved her swan outfit for the Oscars. So what's the deal? Oh, this is like an Ask D, Sean. <laughs> yeah, um, by the way, that was... Yeah, it is an Ask D. By the way, that was some big hair on the Behind the Music thing. You were so Long Island. And I've been so glad to hear the emails all week confirming that I wasn't the only one who noticed the package. <laughs> it jumped right off the screen at you. Scary. What is this? York. I wouldn't know because button pushed. You see, this is a little heavy though. You might be curious. Actually, I would right here. Mm-hmm. 
I'd be going, what's going on here? I mean, she's going right. to start to sing and it'll freak you out. Okay. She creeps me out. She looks like some elf. Or something. And I and I really couldn't stand it when I saw her with the sugar cubes on Saturday Night Live. And they were really spouting some anti-U.S. rhetoric. Some guy in the band was. And I couldn't stand the sugar cubes. I said, they're letting him do that? F those guys. And then I just sort of couldn't stand it from that point on. <laughs> See? Starting to creep me out. Well, I, I kind of like her. I have a couple of her discs. I always liked her music. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I, and, like the, uh, I liked the sugar cubes, too. Sorry. They were anti-American. Uh... Subject, Genghis John chimes in. Bjork, a hero in France. D, Jerry Lewis and Bjork are very popular in France. So is eating snails. This forces me to conclude that the French have lousy taste in comedy, music, and food. Ooh, have you ever had escargot? They're good. No, I have not. Dark Side Dave, you have? Oh, God, it's awesome. They're delicious. Yeah, good and This stuff. is great news for Bjork fans. She and Yoko Ono are working on a, an album together. <laughs> Could be really exciting music. Uh, Marlon Brando. Okay, I'm sitting here listening. I just heard a story. This is from the other day, by the way, about what some guy, what uh, Brando wants to do to his father. Mm -hmm. The first thing I could say was, "Holy crap, dude! Some pretty loose family ties there, huh?" <laughs> and I thought my sisters and I had it bad. Kristen from Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah, Brando said that he wanted to his father to be brought to life for just what, like eight minutes? Yeah. So that he could tear his ears off, eat them, and eat them. Tear out his heart and shove it in his stomach. In his larynx. In his, tear out his larynx. It was really brutal. Yeah. Not that he could do it anymore. Maybe back in the day. Right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, now he might his own arms might tear from his actual <laughs> torso just from the effort. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a letter regarding Darkseid's do-rag. Remember the other day we were talking about this? Mm -hmm. It says, D, I was appalled to hear that that uh, rookies made Darkseid take off his do-rag before going in. Like you said, that's his trademark. I'm very upset about the treatment he received, being president of his fan club and all. Signed, Mike the Helmet. Oh, that's that's Mike from Berlin. He actually suggested something a little more um, uh, confrontational. But, but you know, I, I totally disagree with what rookies did with Darkseid in the case of a performer coming in. That's like saying, you know, you have to change your stage outfit. You know, we, we've hired you to perform here, but you can't wear what you wear to do your bit, you know? Uh, and I think Darkseid should have been the exception to the no do-rag rule, gang colors thing and all that. But, uh, but you know, but otherwise, they, do they treat us pretty good, Nick? Oh, Look, yeah, it was a great night there. Great night. Yeah. It's a great so, bar. A really nice place to go for, like, you know, just hang out. And they got pool. They got a bunch of different things going on. There. And I don't think that was rookie's management. I think that was power tripping on the part of the uh, security mm -hmm. guy. Oh, quite time. Yeah, I thought, that, yeah, I thought he was choking. And then he wasn't. Yeah. I'm like, you dick. Well, yeah, he, that was power. He, he saw was power me come and he knew I was hardcore, you know, straight out of New Britain. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, straight out of New Britain. You do that little peace sign over the Boy, heart, man. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Don't mess with you. That's right. All right, here's a letter. Uh, subject, Scott Bayo. See, a few days ago, Nick asked a hypothetical question about what man he would go with if he had to choose. Actually, uh, that was a hypothetical mm -hmm. from last week. One of the answers he gave was Scott Bayo. My question is, Nick, uh, 
When the time came to get intimate, would it be Charles in charge or Nick in charge? <laughs> <laughs> Faithful listener, the Shadowcaster. Damn. <laughs> it's I, a hypothetical if you had to. He's really thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, I, I would take the charge out of Charles and uh, I would take that I would power away from him. Definitely. Would you like him to be sort of in the Charles mode or the the Chachi? Chachi. Yeah. Chachi. You want Chachi? Yeah. <clears throat> but that was Ralph Macchio's name brought up at some point yes. during that uh, mm. discussion. The Karate Kid, uh, he do it for you, man? Yeah, but I would take Chachi over Ralph Macchio. Ralph yeah. Macchio, I, I think Chachi's better looking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ralph I'm, Macchio, I'm actually... No. I'm uh, very close to um, meeting Ralph Macchio, I have a feeling. Apparently, he lives in the vicinity of where I live on Long Island. And I keep hearing, every place, not every place I go, people saying, yeah, Ralph Macchio's kid goes to this nursery school. And Ralph Macchio shops here. And Ralph, whenever I go places. And uh, I have a feeling that he's probably hearing, yeah, D. Snyder, uh, blah, blah, blah. D. Snyder, uh, blah, blah. So uh, when is that? I'm probably going to run into Ralph. So maybe I'll get Ralph Macchio to come on the show. Does Sean Cassidy live near awesome. you? Because when we go to your to Port Jefferson there's this little pet store there and they have all the pictures of famous people who come into their pet store and there are a bunch of pictures of Sean Cassidy I've never heard that I never heard that Sean Cassidy lived around here I think for some reason uh, Port Jefferson may wind up being a destination for some people a bunch of uh, that pet store Yuppie Puppy right, or something right. like that right a lot of celebrities Billy Joel's bought a dog they bought a dog there all kinds of people bought a dog I don't know why they wind up in Port Jeff but no, not that I know. I love Sean him. Cassidy's not here. If I do run into him, I'll drag his ass down here Thank as well. Thank you. Okay, that's good. All right, look, that's uh, all the email for right now. Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com is the address. Apologies for not getting to the letters that you wrote yesterday today because our server is down. Does that mean they were unable to write, guys, or just were unable to download it? Uh, no, we're unable to download yeah. it. Yeah, Out we space. can't access it. It could. I mean, they would have no problem sending it to us, but we can't grab those emails without that server. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. What do we learn today is next. And today, what do we learn today? We're giving away an old school d Center Radio prize pack, which will include a signed copy of the Twisted Tribute record, Twisted Forever, which is in stores now. Okay? So, uh... Give us a call, 860-666-4444. Tell us what you learned. And if we like it, you win the prize pack. It's as simple as that. This is D. Snyder Radio. Stick around, all right? It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Call D now. 666-4444. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. And now back to D. Snyder Radio. On Radio 104. Here's a letter I didn't get to. It's the subject, your tenacity, 104's audacity. Hey, dude. First, don't sell the title of entertainer short. We reward those who entertain us with massive income, so it must be cool. It also covers writing and starring in a movie, rocking your ass off to platinum, and mastering the art of radio entertainment. Mad props to the effing entertainer. Well, thanks, man. I don't sell it short. Uh, then Mr. Coffee goes on to say... 
How in the hell can 104 play Alien Ant Farm's Michael Jackson remake, an 80s tune, and not play modern rockers doing the hits of an in-house rock star? There's only five words to say. They're going to burn in hell. Keep kicking ass with your ego to the coast. At least there is a, at least there's a morning show worth listening to now, Mr. Coffee. I didn't think about that. I mean, I haven't been really pushing for the you know any of the twisted tribute stuff to be played. They got modern rock artists doing '80s rock bands songs, and now we've got Alan Hanfarm doing Smooth Criminal. Let me hear you got Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal there. Is this how it starts? I guess so. I guess. I didn't even know this was Michael Jackson's I know. I, I, now I'm even more nauseous now that I'm hearing it. You hear the riff? Yeah. It's, it's off bad. He wrote it too, Dark Side. It means he's making money. Yeah, so what's the difference? Uh. Right? What's... Isn't that interesting? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting observation, Mr. Coffee. No, I don't know what it, uh, what, what the difference is. Obviously, there is. Uh, okay, time for what we learned today. Do we have any sponsors, Dark Side? Yeah, we do. It's brought to you by Planned Parenthood of Connecticut. Call 800-230-PLAN or visit them on the web at www.ppct.org or visit the booth at the Radio 104 Fest this upcoming Monday. Also brought to you by Ricardo's Music Center, East Hartford, West Hartford, East Windsor, and now in the shops at 30 Plaza in Vernon. Everybody sing! What we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Eric from Wallingford. How's it going, Eric? Good. Hey, before what I learned today, I just want to thank you and Beth uh, very gratefully for signing my eight-month uh, pregnant fiance's uh, laminate passes in mine at the first D-Day. Oh, so sure. I didn't have to hear her, bitch. Congratulations uh, about the pregnancy. <laughs> Uh, he'll be a year old uh, tomorrow, actually, so I just wanted oh, to say congratulations, thank Congratulations, man. Oh, great. That's cool. So, Eric, what did you learn today? Well, I learned that Nick needs to move to England and set up shop due to the fact that they have donations for retards. <laughs> and he can take the money and do research for American retards in England and how much money we can suck out of their government. See that, Nick? Yeah. See? That? I mean, they, they welcome you with open arms and you're... you're your vocabulary works well there. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. I was talking about earlier that last time I was in England, they still call them retards. I mean, they, they have even like donation boxes that say, you know, donate money for retards. Right there. Not even mental retardation. Hmm. Retards. Now, that was the 80s. Maybe they finally got with it, but they're still smoking in public places there, so yeah. somehow I doubt it. I think they're less PC conscious than we are. Yeah, they, they don't seem to care too much. Mm-hmm. Beth Lockwood, what did you learn? I learned that after a long, quiet spell, Nick Lentino was back with fire today. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, he had a cooling off period there. Uh, what happened, dude? I don't know. I don't feel any different today than <laughs> I normally do. I mean, I'm tired. I'm a little hungover. Didn't take a shower this morning, so. Well, it's working well, it's for you. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, like I said, um, you know, 
some hot bush, button issues. Pregnant yeah. women and retards. Yeah. Just got me going. And I learned I'm going to try to stay out of prison since my prison bitch name is Famous Anus. <laughs> I don't want that to come to fruition. All right, let's talk to Chris from Stratford. Chris, good morning. It's D. Hey, D. How's it going? How's it going, it's- guys? It's going real good. So, Chris, what did you learn today, Chris? Well, also on the topic of finding a bag of weed in Connor's drawer, I think uh, Darkside should be a little more concerned about the stealing aspect of it, stealing from Dad's pot. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Yeah. <laughs> what is this I found in your drawer? What is hey, this is mine. <laughs> That's right. I checked his stash first before you said anybody. Thank God about the aspects. That's right. He said, Dad, I wouldn't steal your stuff. It's all it's all twigs and buds. It's all tied up buds, twigs and seeds. All right, hold on a second. Well, being a former pothead, I'm glad I have nothing to worry about on that end. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You moved up to hash oils. That's right. Um, dark side, Dave. What did you learn today, man? Well, I learned that, um, I don't know, Clear Channel has to get some kind of incentive program going for the whole perfect attendance thing, you know? I was horrible with the perfect attendance at school. That would have probably done something if somebody said, we're going to give you a car if you show up every single day. Yeah. That would have done something for my attendance at school. And, I mean, I've had practically perfect attendance here and nothing. Yeah. I got to do something about that. Throw your freaking ball. Yeah, you know, a little bonus of some kind, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever ham or something. Nobody ever skips work here. Ever. You can't. I know. Yeah, I know. Really, we all have perfect attendance pretty much. Well, 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 well. Let's go to uh, Henry from Hard Hitting New Britain. Good morning, Henry. Good morning. How you doing, man? Great. What did you learn today, Henry? I learned my prison bitch name. And what is it, Henry? Glory hole. <laughs> glory hole. That was you. <laughs> Hold on, glory hole. <laughs> oh, God. That thing was fun. Ah, speaking of prison bitches, Nick. Hey. What's going on? Dance. <laughs> dance, you crazy bastard. Yeah. Dance. Dance, dance, dance. I like that. Well, I... I was mistaken last week. Uh, I learned today what Sean was doing, or why he was doing what he was doing in Todd's office last week when he was on all fours, <laughs> squealing and stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Todd's the butt whore. I didn't know that <laughs> until today. <laughs> and I thought, you know, Sean was just doing it <laughs> on his own omission, but I didn't know that, you know, that's that was being dictated to him. I thought he was just putting on a show for Todd, but, you know, maybe Todd asked him. You know? Way to endear yourself to the higher-ups. <laughs> and for those of you who are wondering, by the way, Mudbone... That's actually Mudbone's prison bitch name. It's <laughs> Driv comes from prison. That's his actual name. We're not telling you, but that's where he got Mudbone. Um, well, Nick, uh, it's a long day. Let's talk to Dave from <laughs> Windsor. Dave, good morning. It's D. Hey, good morning. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. I've learned that, actually, it was what I learned this last week, that since last okay. week's hypotheticals, I have not been able to stop thinking about Beth and Michelle Pfeiffer together. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that has a way of staying with you, doesn't it? It just, it just sticks there, yeah. 
Yeah, that's staying power. Uh, see, Beth, you really tantalized people with that. Yeah, Glenn wasn't too upset to hear about that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. You like that. Yeah, you see, I'm comfortable with that. I'm cool. I'm going to give you a bye. She's going to give you a bye if it's, if it's another chick. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, what I learned was at the very last m- moment of the show, that last email, that there is a difference, even though it's, it's I don't see what, between a modern rock artist doing and doing some 80 artist music and being played on our radio station and a modern rock artist doing my 80s music. It's all the industry, D. It's what the industry's pushing. Don't you think? Well, it can't be because Michael Jackson's cooler. No, especially since that whole dalliance with children thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, and I guess Alien Ant Farm is on our bill, you know, so uh, for the 104 Fest, so maybe there's some of that in there as well. Wait a minute, I'm going to be there too, though, right? Yes, you are, dude. Yeah. yeah. Not up on stage. Two, two signings. Strange. Two strange, two signings. All right, read them and weep, Sean. What do we got? All right. Eric from Wallingford learned that Nick needs to move to England to set up shop because they accept donations for retards. <laughs> Chris from Stratford learned that Darkside should be more concerned with Connor actually stealing from his own private stash. Mm-hmm. Henry from New Britain learned that his prison bitch name is Glory Hall. And finally, Dave from Windsor learned that since last week's hypothetically, he still hasn't been able to stop thinking about Beth and Michelle Pfeiffer together. I'm glad I could help. I'm um, personally leaning toward Chris because that's something we kind of overlooked (laughs) in our discussion about what Darcy Dave did when he found that his Connor had pot in his room. Because then it's not just marijuana, it's also stealing. It's two big issues. Yeah, two big issues. Yeah, some major concerns. Chris, you the man. No, you're the man. <laughs> no, come on now. Let's not get crazy. Uh, you got the prize back, and which includes, I got to tell you about a Twisted Forever a tribute to the legendary Twisted Sister. That would be my old band. It's got stuff on there from Lit, Nine Days, Chuck D, Seven Dust, Sebastian Bach, Motorhead, Nashville Pussy, Overkill, Cradle of Filth, Step King, Show Chat. Tons of stuff on there, man. Okay? All right, cool. All right, hold on a second, Chris. We'll hook you up. We'll get your name. Eric, Dave, Henry, well played, but not today. Time to go. Let me make this quick for you, all right? All day today, starting at 10 a.m. until 11 p.m. on Will Cow Chaz and Carlito's show, every 15 minutes, they'll be giving away a pair of 104 Fest tickets to call number 10 at 860-666-4444. Big shows coming Labor Day. They'll be giving tickets away today, tomorrow, and Thursday. That's a lot of freaking tickets. So... Hang on to Radio 104 and win some damn tickets. Tomorrow on D-Sider Radio, Sean's investigative report on the SMFs, Sagan Z Voss, and uh, who knows what else, other stuff as well. It's going to be a great time. I got to go. Meetings to go. Got to go to New York. Got to meet with VH1 about the sitcom thing. Rocky Horror on the horizon. Busy, busy, busy. Have a great day, everybody. See you bright and early tomorrow. Will Cow is next. This is D-Signer Radio. It's Radio 104.